I'm Dr. Future, your host. I invite you to join me as together we experience a future quake. quake, quake, quake. Welcome to the Future Quake Show. I am Dr. Future. And I'm Tommy Bionicus. And we have a new week this week of a tradition called Predictions Week. Yep. Uh, each week we'll have, each day we'll have a different guest. And our first day today is with our old friend Mish of uh, the Mish, Mish uh, Global Economic Blog. Mm-hmm. And Let's we don't have right much time, him. so with no further ado, here's our old friend Mish with his predictions for 2010. We'll be back to wrap it up here at Future Quake. Welcome to the Future Quake Show. I am Dr. Future. And I am Tom, a little bit out of breath, but still here, bionic. Uh, these are busy days we're going through. It's uh, a party. Intense days, which I think is a sign for the new year. Uh, and speaking of intense, we have one of our dearest friends, uh, friends of the show and personal friends, and the, the one uh, economic advisor that we trust, and that is our good friend Mish that's back with us for our traditional prediction show. And, uh, Mish, I know it's a long time since you've been with us, and I just want to tell you, welcome back to the Future Quake Show. Well, it's always a pleasure to be on the show, and uh, I'd like to try and help out however I can. Well, you, you just you can't imagine how much we respect you and what you've done. Uh, we're still both regular readers of your blog. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the reasons why we haven't had you on more recently is that your information has been so accurate in the past that it's still valid for our listeners today. And most of our listeners, including our new ones, and we we have grown astronomically in our audience since last year. Uh, but since that time, we have been sending them uh, in uh, your direction, and most of them listen to our full uh, catalog of shows we have at futurequake.com. So they've already become Mish fans already, and we've since discovered that most of our guests actually are big fans of yours as well, yeah, too. You'd be surprised at how many people that we interview already read what you have to say. So you're the common link yeah. uh, in um, the uh, uh, information we have in the guest and, and the central spoke in it. Uh, and I'm guessing you've got some uh, important things to tell us here for 2010. So, uh, well, let's, let's start off, um, uh, Dr. Quake, with uh, Dr. Future, with, with just a look at uh, the unemployment situation. Hey, uh, Mish, a... Mish, before you do that... Can I just run over really quickly some of your predictions for last year? Because sure, I want to show people how accurate you were. I went back and listened to your show uh, last year. You predicted we would hit 9 to 10% unemployment in 2009. That was your big prediction. Uh, and as you know, we hit it. Yeah, your- Bernanke was saying um, uh, eight, Bernanke's adverse scenario was 8.5%. And, and I said that we were going to hit 10. Uh, at one point early this year, um, I, I said that we would hit 9.7 by August. We hit it in September. I was um, one month off in terms of hitting it. <laughs> That's about so, like your peak in the uh, housing industry. <laughs> and the stock market, too. All three of them, you, you, you could have thrown a blanket over uh, – uh, when your peak uh, you predicted and when it actually occurred itself. But this is one that you, you hit it right between the eyes. Uh, however, you also said in late 2008 that it could rise further in 2010, and I wouldn't be shocked if you uh, reiterate that tonight. Uh, you also said that the housing uh, drop will probably bottom out in 2012, which we, we will see. Now, one of the things, probably one of the biggest challenges uh, that you had was that uh, you said that you would expect a 30 to 40 percent drop in the stock market. 
uh, in 2009, uh, and particularly having an S&P level hit around 600. So um, We hit 666. That well, was a pretty good call. <laughs> well, you took my thunder because I was going to say that. I just looked that up. Uh, that we hit right in that region, and then it started going back up from that. But that was actually early in the year. It was around March. So uh, what you would have said, I presume, as an economic advisor, when it started hitting your window, be prepared to start investing back in the market. Um, we got back in um, at Sitka Pacific. We got in right around 700. We didn't stay fully invested. We got the first couple hundred points of it, and we missed all of the downturn. But um, the market actually went a lot further. The rise was a lot further than than I would have thought, than we thought. So mm-hmm. uh, I didn't get everything right. Well, you, but you, you had a few uh, other political ones here. You had Obama having discussions with Iran, uh, possibly cutting military spending and going for infrastructure, uh, having a jobs program. And mm-hmm. as we know, we have had stimulus that's been invested. Whether that made jobs is another question, uh, but that's what it was advertised as. Uh, you said that we would see uh, a negative CPI, and I presume we that's did. going to be announced for the year, in fact, probably here very soon. Uh, global recession in 2009, uh, slowdown in treasuries uh, bought by China, uh, no, no global currency yet in 2009, another right one. Um, you did say that there could even be a possibility, and you caveated, of a global collapse uh, uh, in the economies in 2009. Um, but uh, those were some of the things that you had mentioned, and you, you said that the uh, big economic headline of 2009 was going to be Great Depression too. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, mine didn't come true about you. I, I predicted Time Magazine would have Mish on their cover. But <laughs> oh, no, I, they, no, no, that's the kiss of that's death. That's the kiss uh, of death. I, I that is absolutely the kiss of death. Ben Bernanke was the perfect choice. I, I, I salute Time Magazine. They've had Hitler on there twice. They had uh, Stalin on twice. Uh, I think it's only fitting that we have uh, Ben Bernanke be on there, yeah. hopefully not twice. Well, in uh, closing, you said you, there would be no 911 event this year, which was really true. Nothing of that scale. But one thing you did mention was that you were going to attempt an initiative this year to try to get rid of fractional reserve lending. Mm-hmm. Um, were you able to make any kind of progress on that on on your oh activist initiative? Oh my gosh, uh, uh, I can't take credit for it, but uh, certainly Ron Paul. Uh, uh, other than supporting Ron Paul and some of the other hard money advocates running for Congress, uh, uh, he's passed his audit the bill, uh, audit the Fed bill. Uh, that looks like that's going to pass. They tried to water it down. The banking industry tried two or three times to water it down. Uh, over 300 representatives have now signed on to that thing. In spite of the fact that Barney Frank and some of the very, very powerful people tried to kill that bill, it, it it actually passed. So uh, that's the first step. These these things happen in steps. They don't happen all at once. And quite frankly, that was that was a big big step forward. We'll see. It it hasn't passed the Senate yet. It still has to pass that. There's always room f- uh, for someone to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. But uh, right now I'm feeling pretty good about that. And uh, I think Ron Paul himself is even surprised right. at the number of people that have, that have come out in support of this bill. 
and we need to know what the Fed is doing, why they're doing it, who they're giving money to, how much the stuff on the on their their balance sheet is is worth. Um, we need to stop a lot of these shenanigans. We need to stop these bailouts. All these none of, none of these bailouts helped real people. Mm-hmm. They helped all the banks. Uh, and what did the banks do? They turned right around, started jacking up interest rates on credit cards, and 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 started uh, uh, giving themselves big bonuses again. In fact, they 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 paid back some of the TARP money just to get out from underneath the uh, uh, regulation that was going to regulate their salaries, how much they could pay each other. It's it's disgustingly sinful what what these people are doing. No one had to pay for that, and there were high crimes committed. I wrote a post that uh, Bernanke, Lewis, and Paulson ought to be indicted. I I, I still stand by that. Uh, there was definite coercion uh, from Paulson for uh, Merrill Lynch and Bank of America to to go ahead with that deal. Bank of America had second thoughts, wanted to back out. And uh, uh, Paulson said, "If you do, we will we will replace you and the entire board. If that's not coercion, what is it? They got mm-hmm. away with it. No one was indicted for that. And uh, on behalf of uh, CEO Lewis, who's now gone, actually, uh, uh, Bank of America, uh, you know, here here he did the wrong thing trying to save his job when instead he should have just said, fire me." And, mm-hmm. and and made it public. There are very few heroes out there. Very few people stood up in, in, in 2008, 2009 and said, hey, let's do the right thing. And and we're still not doing the right thing. And, and that means there's a lot more pain coming. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I want to focus on now is 2010 forward. But I have to say in conclusion of your your uncanny accuracy last year that if this had been a few hundred years ago, I think I would have had enough evidence to have you burned as a witch. <laughs> because it was so accurate, you would have thought it clearly he's using a crystal ball. Something yeah. that he used. The, the one more thing I got right that you didn't mention, and and this is actually uh, I'm very proud of. Uh, when commodity prices were soaring in the summer of 2008, oil prices hit 140. Everyone thought interest rates were going to go up. I calmly did a post. I said uh, Treasury yields are going to be at all time record low all-time record low yields, and that's something else that I said that happened, and I'm not sure of anyone other than me that got that one right. Mm-hmm. Well, we're we're getting used to that, uh, Mish. That's pretty common to hear from you mm-hmm. yeah, over here. You're unique. You stand alone, and history proves you're right, and that's why we think you're indispensable to tell us what 2010 holds because people would have certainly benefited by following your advice for 2009. So what, what, do, uh, what do things look like for 2010? I think it's much tougher forecasting. Uh, I, I thought 2008 and the beginning of 2009 were relatively easy. Right now, we're we're seeing um, just a lot of things happen globally that all needs to be taken into consideration. China is actually printing money at a far faster rate than the United States. Uh, uh, money supply in China is growing at around 30 30% annual. Um, we see uh, a lot of stress in the UK, in Spain, Greece, Latvia, the Baltic states, and Europe. So people see the problems in the United States. They don't realize that there's a lot of problems elsewhere in the world. And uh, we, we don't know 
I don't know. I can't predict if Israel is, is going to get into it, engage Iran, or if something blows up in Pakistan, between Pakistan and India, perhaps. I mean, there's, those are two nuclear powers. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly, one thing I got wrong um, was I really thought that, that President Obama would start bringing some of our troops home. That's not happened yet. In fact, he's escalating in Afghanistan. He said he would do that, but at least I thought he would bring some of these troops home from Iraq. That's not happened yet. said he would close the base, uh, uh, the bases in Guantanamo Bay in Cuba. That didn't happen yet. I thought that would happen, so I got those wrong. So some of the geopolitics things that I really expected more out of Obama. I didn't vote for him. I wrote in Ron Paul, but I really expected more um, mm-hmm. out of President Obama than we've seen. Instead, he uh, continued the same policies of bailing out the banks, putting in cronies, all of the ties to Goldman Sachs and and J.P. Morgan, putting all of those people in, in positions of power. My God, we may as well have just have been stuck with Bush. I mean, that's really sad to say. Uh, again, my conscience is clear because I voted for Ron Paul. I wrote in Ron Paul, but I, I certainly expected better out of Obama than we've seen to date. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what happens now? Well, I guess my big big prediction would be either sometime late this year or or um, next year. Uh, there's a very good chance of a double dip recession here. I put a spreadsheet up on my blog using Bernanke's own assumptions about uh, uh, demographics, and, and that is we need about 100,000 jobs a month to keep up with birth rate and immigration. So, you know, even if we turn the corner in jobs, which we might on the report that comes out this Friday show a positive gain, until we start growing the economy at 100,000 jobs a year, unemployment rate technically ought to go up. Uh, it's, we didn't come anywhere close to that, and unemployment dropped two-tenths of a percent last month. A lot of that is either statistical noise or just blatant manipulation by the, by the uh, BLS, by the uh, uh, Department of Labor. Um, but we'll see. If, if we're not growing 100, and it takes 100,000 just to break even. So, you know, if we start growing 50,000, 60,000, 70,000, yeah, that's an improvement, but um, it's, it's, it's not enough to lower the unemployment rate. I use Bernanke's own figures um, in, in terms of jobs, 100,000, and in fact, that was even liberal. I said, well, you know, let's say that it only takes uh, uh, 80,000 a couple of years from now to keep up with birth rate and immigration. And then uh, 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 later in the decade, uh, about six, seven years from now, let's say that it only takes 60,000 jobs to keep up with birth rate and immigration. Mm-hmm. I plug that all into a spreadsheet, put that out there. People can play around with their own assumptions. I, I had unemployment at, at, at 10% still heading out to two. 2015. So um, wow. five years, I, I think I, I, I would be very shocked if we go below 9% by 2015. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Yes. Oh. That's my major prediction here. Uh, uh, the stock market is much harder. Again, they're bailing out the bankers. They're, they're bailing out the stock market. They're not doing anything for the average Joe. They're, you know, they're going to come up with a jobs package. 
But what's it going to do? It's going to do the same thing as, as Cash for Clunkers did, which when they came out with that, I said exactly what would happen. <laughs> there would be a big flurry of car buying. All, that's, all that did was, was, was shift demand forward. And they did the same thing with housing, offering $8,000 tax credit to people to buy houses. Most of those people are going to buy houses anyway. So, so you know, at an enormous cost, they handed money to people who were going to buy houses anyway. In the meantime, uh, uh, we've got record numbers of people uh, that have been out of work, almost expiring all their benefits. 52 weeks people have been out of work. What are they going to do? And when they do find a job, guess what? It's not going to be at a salary you know, that they had. Uh, uh, so people are going to have to cut back. We've got boomers heading into retirement. I think it's going to be a very painful decade. Um, much like what, what Japan went through. Uh, Japan, over the last 10 years, uh, two decades actually, has had their stock market, the Nikkei, has had five, 50% to 100% rallies. And yet, mm. in spite of those rallies, the Japanese stock market is still uh, uh, around 10,000, and, it, and it, it peaked over 40,000. The same thing can happen here. I don't think it will be quite that bad, but my five-year projection for the S&P is, is I, I doubt it's above this level five years from now. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so zero gains five. You know, that sounds incredible till we look to the past decade. That's basically what we've experienced for the last decade, right? Well, we've experienced it before. People forget. People think that, you know, what happened from 1980 to 2000 was the norm. People have this recent idea here. You know, you know the, the NASDAQ went from, you know, 1,000 right. to 5,000 in a few years, and the S&P triple had, you know, all those things happen. Oh, if, if you look at the stock market from 1960 to 1980, was flat for like 20 years and 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 people don't realize that that can happen again that these that you have these big periods of monster growth and all the gains come in those periods well are we in one of those well you know take a look i mean we had the internet revolution uh uh under clinton and uh you know he can't really take credit for that it just happened on his watch that's right and that created uh, just hundreds of thousands of jobs a month on top of that we had interest rates declining from uh you know 20 18% under Volcker all the way down to 5% at, when, when Clinton left office and on top of that, we had oil prices go down, you know, uh, uh, hit $10 a barrel in, in 2000. Man, falling oil prices, lowering interest rates, an Internet revolution, boom. It's no wonder everything exploded. Plus, we had a credit explosion. Mm -hmm. Now we're on the backside of that. We've got boomers retiring. They're going to need to be drawing down on their savings. There's not going to be another housing boom. There's not going to be another Internet revolution. Now, something's going to happen. It's important to be optimistic here. I don't, I don't think we, we go straight into the gutter, 
but we can't expect the same kind of growth that we had in the 20 years that preceded this. It's going to look more like what happened between 1960 and 1980. Then once we purge all of this debt, once this is wiped out of the system, then, you know, maybe later in this decade, we can start, you know, looking forward to, um, better times but now this, all the government intervention is just stretches out the pain right it really doesn't help but it just takes it longer for that point to reach where we can still then go up oh absolutely what what needs to happen is home prices need to fall to the point where they're affordable instead we've got the government out there trying to prop up the price of homes now the irony in this mess is is they've passed 300 some odd programs for affordable housing and here they won't let home prices or they're trying not to the home prices are going to go where they're going to go anyway but 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 they are delaying this but by by activities that support the home prices of course home prices fall you know then then people want their ta- property taxes to go and property taxes uh uh are are supporting uh, uh pension plans and sales taxes and the like and look at all the states that are in trouble my gosh uh, uh, California, Illinois, New Jersey, basket cases, veritable basket cases. Illinois just recently has, has not been paying the bills. They've, they're not paying the bills. It's, it's incredible. And the thing is, states are supposed to have balanced budgets. Look at what California did. Caught, caught, caught. And I kept saying, with every cut, it wasn't enough. Uh, you know, it was, it was clear to me. And, and this downturn still isn't over. And even when it is over, we're not going to go back to the same kind of, of reckless spending we had before, where people are buying boats and houses and cars that they couldn't afford. Well, if they're not buying boats and houses and cars that they can't afford, well, then sales taxes are, aren't going back to where they were. Now, they're mm-hmm. going to bounce. I mean, at, at some point, I mean, they're not going to keep mm-hmm. falling forever. But, you know, it's important to understand that when we see these bounces, like, you know, uh, in November, for instance, there was, there was a bounce in, um, of, uh, sales, not, excuse me, not sales taxes, but, but there was a bounce in re- reported consumer spending. Well, if you actually, you know, look and analyze that, it was still way below where it was, you know, the prior mm-hmm. year. Right. Right. And so, you know, at some point we're going to stabilize, but it's it's not going to be stabilizing at a rate that supports uh, the, the pensions that have been promised. Well, you know, Mish, Mish, you've given us sort of a five-year forecast on a few things because I know there's so many unknowns that you have to give a little latitude. You're, you're seeing long-term trends. In the last few minutes of our show, can you tell us anything we need to be – Looking at specifically for this year, because I, one thing I read from what you said about the uh, job situation is that if somebody's out of work right now, they're likely to stay out of work of any appreciable job for a, for a while, and maybe they ought to go back to school and get something they see as an in-demand education because they're going to be unemployed otherwise for a while. But are, is there anything else this year that you recommend to people? I, I hate to be so uncheery, um, but <laughs> but going back to school, we, let's talk about that for a second. And you hear that, and there's a lot of school scams out there. Well, that's I true. see these these ads on TV. You know, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> g- you know, go get an education in cooking, and and people yeah. or or in the internet, on learn the internet, Java. Yeah. 
so, so, you know, the irony here is, is, is we've got, you know, uh, Java programmers taking, you know, classes to learn auto mechanics, and we've got auto mechanics learning to take, <laughs> the, uh, uh, thinking that they can pick up on Java skills yeah. and somehow get a job. Right. You know, uh, no. Uh, the, the, uh, auto mechanic training and, you know, taking a few courses or even getting a degree in, in network or something, that person can't compete, uh, against hundreds of thousands of people mm. you know, that are, that are laid off with, with 10, 15 years worth of experience. What about and, being and a repo man? Thing. Would a repo man be a good career for the future? <laughs> uh, a repo man would probably be a good career for a while, but how many people can be a repo man? Yeah. Or a bankruptcy attorney? My gosh, bankruptcy attorneys are swarming. But you, you, you don't want to study to be a bankruptcy attorney now. You know, maybe five years from now it'll be, it'll be different. Right. And uh, I don't know what the next thing is. I, I, I think there's going to be some jobs in the energy front, but um, we'll do better if the government actually gets, gets out of the way. Instead, they pick winners, winners and losers, and they pick the wrong winners. The government supported ethanol. And um, most, a lot of those companies went bankrupt. Why? For the simple reason uh, uh, that we cannot ethanol from corn makes no economic sense. It, mm -hmm. it it costs more to grow it than we than we get out of it. Instead, Brazil offered us ethanol. They can produce ethanol in Brazil from sugarcane very mm -hmm. cheaply at good labor costs. Instead, we raise tariffs on on ethanol. Which drives up the price of gas here in the United States. I mean, what convoluted policy is that? And well, miss, you, you, what you've educated us on over the years has taught us to be able to understand what's really going on. And I'm afraid we're going to have to call it a day today for this segment. And I want to appreciate on such short notice you coming and sharing this with yeah. us. But is it possible sometime this year you could make time for us for an extended full show to talk about some of the developments later this year? Sure. I mean, if you want to keep going now, I'll go. Um, <laughs> well, we've, we've got a couple of people to interview here on some uh, so, some of their predictions this year, but I want to get scheduled in, in the future to have you back on. It's been too long yeah. since we've had you on. Just yeah. listening to you go gets me all fired up. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you, you've, you've trained us well, and as well as our listeners here, and all of us just thank you so much, Mish. Uh, in closing, how can people, if they want to get more hands-on help from you, how can they contact Sitka Pacific to uh, get some hands-on help with their finances? Well, you can find my blog. Just do a Google search for Mish, M-I-S-H. That'll take you straight to my blog. And um, if anyone uh, wants to seek us out for investment advice, um, uh, we certainly had a very good 2008, and we're having an okay 2009 here. Um, uh, they can get a hold of me. There's a link off of that. But just simply do a Google search for Mish, M-I-S-H, and uh, shoot me an email and um, be uh, happy to help out however I can. And I know a lot of people are struggling out there, and, and we wish everyone um, um, the best of luck in, 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 in 2010. And uh, by all means, you know, don't be afraid to do what's in your best interest. And, and that might be walking away from your home. That might right. be uh, declaring bankruptcy. That might mean, uh, um, you know, don't feel guilty. If you right. if you have to do any of those things, right. um, uh, um, in many instances it's it's no one's fault other than the the bad policies of of the Bernanke and Greenspan's Fed that set the conditions mm -hmm. for this miserable miserable bust. 
That's right. Mitch, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate so much all you do, and we look forward to having you back for a, for a full show here in the near future. Will do. Okay. We're back at Future Quake with Dr. Future. And I'm Tom Stunned Bionic. Well, it's good to have Mitch back, and uh, I know we went late. I wish we could talk more about it, mm-hmm. but we need to go right now. Let's get out Come of here. Come back tomorrow. Uh, the next two days, we'll have some other old friends of the show. They'll give us their predictions, and then we'll have your predictions toward the end of the week. But until then, we hope your future is always bright. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Join us next time as we dare to experience another aftershock of a future quake. quake, quake, quake. Welcome back for the Tuesday edition of Future Quake. I'm Dr. Future. And I'm Tom Speed Demon Bionic. We are continuing our predictions week for 2010, as is our tradition here, uh, every day with a different special guest. And our special guest today is Robert Hyde, who's coming back to give us his predictions for 2010. Well, let's go right to him. So no further ado, here's Robert Hyde, and we'll be back to wrap it up here at Future Quake. Welcome to the Future Quake Show. I am Dr. Future. And I am Tom Provocateur Bionic. Uh-oh. That's that's past shadowing of an off-air okay. comment like normal. Um, it's another day, another set of predictions as we have every year, and it would not be a prediction show, given this is our fifth annual prediction show, without the predictor himself, the heart and soul of Future Quake, Robert Hyde, uh, joining right. us today. Boom, Robert, boom, 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 uh, here he boom. goes again. Robert, now, it's, now it's I've, a, got to, I've got to live up to all this advanced billing, right? It is a pleasure to have you back on the quake. It is a pleasure to be back on the quake. I hope it feels like a well-worn glove to you. It does. I'm getting to where I enjoy this. Really? I'm so glad. <laughs> yeah. It's only taken five years uh, <laughs> to get to that stage. Uh, it's great to have you back. Uh, there's no stronger tradition than Robert Hyde and Future Quake, and particularly prediction shows. My recollection is you're five for five. Is that correct on our predictions? I'm mm-hmm. on appearance. Well, I, I'm five for five for attendance. I don't know if I'm five for five for <laughs> prediction accuracy. Well, I tell you what, I'm ready to determine that for 2009 okay. because I have. I went back and listened to uh, your show last year, which you know I, I deserve credit for that. Listening to you again, and uh, you know that's so. That's so last decade. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, now he's getting hip on us. Uh, Here's what you said for 2009, what you expected. You expected a clamp down on the populace in early 2009, like things really got out of hand. And you said that the word, if there was a word to embody 2009, it would be intense. It's going to be an intense year. I remember Uh, that. uh, And that um, it would officially be recognized as a depression, what we were going through. And that unemployment would be the big story, and that we possibly could have a war start as soon as 2009. Uh-huh. So, you know, we we went off on a lot of other tangents, too, but those were the, the main ones we could pin you down with. So uh, how, how would you do if you had to do self-scoring in an honor system? <laughs> well, uh, we, we've got a depression. I don't know that they've officially acknowledged it. You know, I don't think the stock be, market ever acknowledges it. They're like the yeah. guys playing the instruments on the Titanic, you know, when the water starts lapping up at their feet. They remind me of that guy, Baghdad. Uh, Baghdad, Baghdad Bob. Bob. Exactly. Like, They're miles from here and a tank drives by in the background. <laughs> yeah, Baghdad Bob. That's a good reference yeah. there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you're right. There are certain parts of society that will ref- refuse ever to acknowledge it. But as far as what, right. what the man or woman on the street's feeling, 
uh, it's certainly feeling that way. So that's that's sort of what you what you said. Uh, I guess intense is in the uh, eyes and ears of the beholder. Um, uh-huh. But I think certainly storm clouds rolling in would be well defined. We, we just talked with Mish um, on his segment about how curious it seemed to me that with all this bad economic data coming in unrelenting, the stock market continued to climb. And this uh-huh. seems to me to be a decoupling of at least some major part of America away from reality. Is that uh-huh. you think that's true? How else would you explain that? Uh, well. I'd like to hear Mitch's take on that, and uh, you know, and I haven't heard what he said, but uh, yeah, I, I think there's some decoupling of uh, of America from reality. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, in fact, in fact, this is kind of um, one of the predictions that I want to I want to make. Well, roll uh, them out. What, the floor yeah, is yours. I'll, right. Um, I'm going to first of all just talk about trends. You know, I don't I don't claim a prophetic gift here. Uh, I'm, I'm, I study history, I read, I think, I, I try to see where trends are going and see what's happening. So uh, that's kind of what I want to focus on tonight. Um, and so I, I'm just trying to identify some major trends. And so some of this is going to be, you know, pretty ho-hum sort of thing. Say, well, yes, of course, this is, this is the way it is. But here we go, for what it's worth. I'm, gonna, I'm going to say that the economic collapse of the United States will continue. Um, that we're, we're in a, we're in a false, uh, what, what they call a dead cat bounce, right? And, uh, this, I think that the stock market will turn back down fairly sharply, uh, or, or there will be a decoupling where the stock market becomes irrelevant. That is, whatever mm-hmm. the stock market does, people are in fact in a depression. Uh, there will be considerable unemployment, there will be considerable unrest, uh, if they shake the middle class out of the stock market and turn it back into the plaything of the rich, uh, which it's turning into, uh, then they may actually prop the stock market up a little bit, but it will not benefit the man on the street in America. So one way or the other, I'm saying the economic collapse of the U.S. will continue. And this is real easy for me to say uh, because we seem to be following FDR. Uh, we, we seem to be making all of the policy decisions and all the mistakes that FDR made in the Depression. Uh, everybody says the government has to do something, so FDR proceeded to do all the wrong things. And uh, it was because they didn't address the real problem, which is the Fed had created a bubble in the 1920s, and it had to pop, and the best thing to do was to let it pop, get over with it, and move forward. And instead, they tried to prop and save and uh, centralized and so forth, and it just didn't work. So I'm predicting a lingering depression, a wasting of resources. Okay, that's the first thing I'm going to okay. say. Uh, we'll come back to the economy in a minute, but uh, I want to say something about climate change. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, I, pr- I predict that the climate change argument will will go either of two ways. Up until Copenhagen. We had an apparent world consensus uh, that we had to deal with global warming. The United States was dragging its feet by not jumping in on the Kyoto Protocols and so forth. What happened at Copenhagen, as far as I can tell, was uh, when, they actually, when they actually came to Copenhagen and they had to do some serious horse trading, um, 
<clears throat> the economic needs of different parts of the world, say China, U.S., Europe, developing world, and so forth, these could no longer be papered over. And so the world as a whole could not agree on the, on the established agenda. Okay? Uh, something interesting has happened, which I am delighted at. You, you're familiar with the word eucatastrophe, which is a, a good catastrophe? No. Uh, that's yeah, a new okay. One on me well, too. It's, it's, it's a terminology spelled E U catastrophe. Yeah. Um, this beautiful cold weather we're having, yeah. I love it. Don't you? Uh, Beijing, coldest weather, most snow in 40 years. Some other place on the planet, coldest weather, biggest snow in 70 years, and so forth. Isn't this delightful? Uh, what this means is the man in the street, particularly the man wrapping his coat around him, okay, uh, for whatever reason, he's looking at all this snow and ice and cold, and he's saying, I don't see global warming, okay? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, neither do I. Uh, so... So what I think is going to happen is that the the supposed international consensus on climate change is going to start to disintegrate, and it's and it's going to disintegrate in either one of two ways. And I'm not going to say who's going to win, but um, it may go schizo, and that is for every person who wakes up and realizes that this is a scam, uh, the people who have considered themselves leaders will just get more shrill uh, and more insistent. Uh, that could happen, uh, and particularly with a heavily orchestrated media blitz. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, could, we could still see uh, climate change being pushed hard by the Gore crowd. Okay, um, or they could just abandon it as a mistake. But there, I, do, I think the days of monolithic consensus are over on the climate change argument. At least that's my hope, mm-hmm. and I think this, I think this cold winter has really helped uh, nail that one. You know, if we think um, of God behind that, you know, that can mm-hmm. go both ways. God sometimes can do things like this with the weather to show us our folly, or that yes. He could even send a really, really hot winter just to let us wallow in our folly. <laughs> right. You know, and, and I've and, seen and, He's done yeah. both. You know, in various uh-huh. times. Right. Well, it seems like this is a mercy. <laughs> it right. It seems like he's trying to rescue us from right. our problems mm-hmm. in this That's case. That's right. Yeah. Right. Um, here's, here's a real toughie to predict. Uh, this is just watching the trends. We're going to continue to see the widening war with the Muslims. Um, you know, it was Afghanistan, then it was Iraq and Afghanistan, now it's back to Iraq, um, Iran's bad. Uh, Pakistan's the worst situation in the world. Uh, now, now we got Yemen. Yemen. Yeah, Yemen. Now we got Yemen. Yeah. And and hey, hey, we got this war with Yemen before the year turned the corner. So I guess do I get points for that? Uh, well, I think you said Iran. Another, another you war. Didn't you say Iran? I'll, I'll ask the, well, the, well, the, the notes yeah, I, I have possible war in 2009. So. Oh, well, yeah. okay. Yeah, see? See, I covered, I, I covered myself by being vague. Well, you'd also use those 16-month <laughs> weasel words like uh, Tom yeah, Ionic did yeah. here, too. Yeah, I know. That's right. Well, now, I, you know, I hope uh, that all of our listeners understand that sometimes when I'm predicting things like that or just looking at trends, I'm doing it in the spirit of George Orwell. 
You know, mm-hmm. if you if you write a book titled 1984, this is the best thing you can do to try to prevent it from happening. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, so one of the best things to do uh, is, is to predict some catastrophe, and then maybe people will avoid it. So right. that, for example, if I said, you know, I predict a terrorist attack, which I'm not going to predict, but if I predicted a terrorist attack, it's not because I want it to happen. It's because if if I do, you know, maybe somebody in the powers that be, if this word gets out from, you know, from other people, not just myself, they'll be reluctant to have pull another false flag incident. Right. And, uh, you know, because if they know we're all looking for it, you know. I think I think at this point, really, the United States government, if we if we had some kind of an Iranian incident, uh, you know, like you know they blew up Charleston Harbor or something like that, Is it, would this um, be like when Dick Cheney had talked to Cy Hirsch about painting up Iranian or our boats as Iranian boats and attacking our ships? You yeah. remember that? Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, I mean that's insane. Yeah, but um. At any rate, I, I'm not predicting uh, anything like that. <clears throat> uh, you know, who knows what could happen? But I am predicting again that we're we're going to crank up another war on the Muslims. Um, it, you know, it's just it's just apparently too deep a part in the game plan for them to abandon it. And you know, I don't know how many Muslim nations we're going to have to attack before people finally wise up and say, you know, what's going on? Can you guys make up your mind? Uh, but apparently the game is working so far, so mm-hmm. I'm going to say we're, we're, we're going to look for another year of war, mm-hmm. um, a widening war, if they can manage it. It's certainly a wonderful distraction for the politicians of both parties, away oh, from their, their lack of, uh, of proper uh, management and leadership in other parts of mm-hmm. our country. Um, I would like to, besides talking about predictions, what have I predicted so far? War, economic collapse, uh, the climate change crusade will uh, morph in some way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like to talk a little bit about uh, factors that I see, uh, and this gets more close to home. This is this is an American thing, uh, and perhaps a Christian, a specifically Christian thing, although not limited to Christians. Um, I see a bunch of negative factors uh, that are in play right now. Would you like to hear them? Yeah. Here they are. People are afraid to think. People are afraid to speak. People are afraid of their sense of helplessness. Uh, these are the negative factors that I see happening. Um, but I want to put a little bit of a silver lining on this. Even though I see that these factors are driving what's happening in this country and what's driving the country down, uh, you know, I've got to say that there, there's a positive aspect, and that is, you know, people are afraid to think, but as as the crisis deepens, more and more people are starting to think. Mm-hmm. Um, people are afraid to speak, but as the crisis deepens, people are becoming more outspoken. Uh, people are afraid of their helplessness, but as the crisis deepens, people start taking their well-being and their survival, they take ownership of that again, and they tend to stop asking somebody else to solve their problems because they're desperate and they know that 
these self-appointed people aren't going to solve their problems. Mm -hmm. And so, one by one and few by few, uh, people are changing their thinking for the better. And, and that's great. And that's, that's the glimmer of hope. That's a strong glimmer of hope, in my opinion, mm-hmm. that I see. When it, comes, uh, when it comes to the time at the ballot box, like, for example, before mm-hmm. this year is up, there will be another major decision. Will, mm-hmm. will, they, will they be brave enough that they'll make some hard, brave decisions at the ballot box and think clearly when, it's, when it really counts? Uh, the answer is uh, yes and no. The few will. Uh, the majority will not, but that's okay. Uh, what I think is going to happen at the ballot box by 2010 is that there's going to be a major Republican resurgence. Okay? Um, and it, it, that will not be a good thing, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, in my opinion. Uh, but I think it's going to happen. I think people, people will see a serious problem, and, and I think there will be a major Republican resurgence. I think you and I are probably in agreement that um, that the Republicans don't have the answer. Uh, but I think that there is going to be a significant minority of people who who more and more come to realize that uh, that the Democrats and the Republicans neither one have the answer. Uh, and although they don't prevail at the ballot box, still it will make a huge difference. Uh, and that, that segs into the next thing. You ready for a real, a real genuine out on a limb prediction? Yeah, Dude, I know you Throw it, throw okay, it out there. Here we yeah. go. My genuine out on a limb. No, wait, prediction. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. What the fuck? I'll stand outside. Okay, here okay. Later. All right. I predict that probably in the year 2010, we will have a crisis in government. I think it will it will be a crisis in the presidency, mm. and I do not know what form this will take, but I think it will be a very very deep crisis, and I think it will be partly public, and it will probably be partly private. But but we'll see and we'll know that there has been a very very serious crisis in government. I think the presidency. Uh, I, I don't want to be more specific than that because I don't know how the powers that be are going to play this game. But we have had crises like this in the past. And uh, extraordinary things have been done in order for those in power to remain in power. So there's, there's you can you can put this one on and we'll revisit this next year and uh, see if that was true, if there was a serious crisis in the presidency. You're talking about something like an assassination or scandal or something like that or challenge authority? Something where where the levers of power will be changed. Hmm. Um, That that will be the main thing. The the levers of power will shift. And I'm going to assume that you're going to think that those levers of power go much more towards a strong executive? um, Well... A, let's say a stronger shadow government. Okay. Okay. Whether, yeah, that's actually sort of what I'm saying. Go ahead. Yeah, more more of a strong shadow government. Mm. Uh, whether, Even stronger you know, than it is now. Yes. Yes. Um, but 
the office of the president still the office of the president still has unique power um, that it, it's difficult to exercise apart from actually holding the office. And I think um, there there are shadow powers that are, that are going to feel that they need to get their hands directly on some levers. And so, so there will be a crisis in government. Hmm. Um, what they what they deem is the best in order for them to get their hands there. What the American people will tolerate, I don't know. And I, you know, I'm not prophesying here, but yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm looking I'm looking for something that will will allow them to consolidate their power, perhaps even in the name of losing it. Okay. This okay. sounds like an episode of 24 to me. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Exactly yeah. what happens then. Yeah. Well, wow. Um, well, any other aspects of society? You, you see some... Yeah, I'll, I'll talk about the church. Yeah. Um, I think that the, um, the old guard evangelical leadership in the church will continue to deteriorate. Um, I think they have too much invested in uh, a false paradigm. Um, I don't think that there are going to be very many evangelical leaders, uh, leaders of institutions, publishers, book writers, megachurchers, and so forth. I don't think there are very many of them that are going to recant uh, some of their agendas. Um, so um, I think what, what's simply going to happen is that they're going to kind of fade hmm. uh, and so the church is going to be, in some respects, appear to be leaderless, uh, and that's going to be seen as a bad thing, but it's not going to be a bad thing. Um, I think there will be some new, fresh leadership in the church that will emerge. Uh, I think they will probably make some mistakes, <clears throat> uh, but that, that will seem worse than it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, I'm drawing from this a statement from Daniel the prophet where he talks about in a, in a bad future time to come. It says, um, there's a bad time coming and, and many, many of the wise will fall, right. you know, to purify them. Uh, and, and it's okay. And so in the, in this, in this respect, there's going to be that which is in some respects a, a failure, but the result at the end of it will be better. It, it will strengthen. Mm. It says they'll receive a little help, though, right? Yeah, it says they will. Re- yeah. They will receive a little help, yeah. and uh, and so that that sounds negative, but I'm, I'm really positive about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm I'm interested in seeing how that's going to go. Anything? What you think um, the nature of this new leadership will be like? What will be what will be notable about them? Um, I think um, I think they're going to um, take. I think they're going to take some bold, bold stands against some of the mistakes that the evangelical church has made, and, and I think they're going to leave themselves open to charges of heresy of some sort. Hmm. Um, you, we may find evangelicals who, who take a, a stand that, that, um, that the old guard would call socialist, mm-hmm. you know, or, um, or unorthodox, you know, or heretical. Mm-hmm. But in fact, in fact, they're going to be doing the work of Christ, uh, not perfectly, but in a in a substantial and good way, mm-hmm. and um, and the Lord's going to bless them. He's going to help them, even even if mistakes are made. 
serious well, mistakes. Let me mention, we got about three minutes left. So if there's anything in that period of time you want to share with our audience to be prepared or on the outlook for 2010. Mm. Um, I think um, the, the really positive thing, the thing that I would recommend to uh, anybody who's listening to your show is um, if, you, if you are looking for the truth, you'll find it. Um, if you are looking for how to take care of your loved ones and your fellow man and respect the Lord and find his will, you're going to do it. Uh, don't be afraid of some change. Uh, don't be afraid of the fact that even though the majority is ranged against you, that you are necessarily wrong. Uh, recognize that you're going to have an impact. Uh, the, the small things that are done uh, have a big impact. Um, find your Christian friends and find your non-Christian friends uh, who, who you may bless uh, and, and change and challenge and save uh, in wonderful ways. Um, so this is a this is a time of great opportunity, a time of great hope. Uh, I recall maybe it was on the first show we ever did together. You know, speaking as a as a Christian libertarian, yeah. that, a mere five I years remember, ago. Yeah, a mere five years ago, I said something to the effect of, you know, these are the best of times, the worst of times. Um, this is a this is a great opportunity to enjoy your very tremendous freedoms. And even though even though we sense that there's kind of a police state surrounding us, um, actually this doesn't this doesn't hinder your freedom in, in your own mind. At least at this point, it doesn't. And your capacity for doing tremendous good uh, is is immense. So um, although I see some storm clouds uh, on the horizon, some rather serious storm clouds. Uh, I'm very hopeful. I'm I'm joyful. I'm I'm looking forward to what uh, 2010 brings. And, uh, well, that calls it for a show, and I know it goes by really really quick. But one thing I hope is a good prediction is that you'll come back uh, <laughs> at least once or a couple times this year to have some provocative shows like the last one you had with us. Okay. Got lots of attention. Lots of right. lots of feedback on it. Uh, all I know was positive, and yeah, uh, people would like to hear some more about what you have to say. Uh, in closing, any plans for you in particular for this upcoming year? Um, just just looking forward to to the year with some real anticipation. I know that uh, life is going to take some new turns. Uh, I'm infinitely interested and delighted, and uh, I see good things. And I was I was thinking about the way you often close your show, where you say, uh, you know, may your future be bright. <laughs> and uh, that's good. That's a good word. Yes. Well, and, I'm uh, just glad to hear you've heard one of the shows. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tickled to death yeah. to hear that. Well, Robert, thank you so much for joining us, and. Uh, just thank you so much for embodying what we're all about. And, hey, it's been my pleasure. Uh, we don't tell that to all the girls. Just just for <laughs> okay. you. Uh, okay. We we appreciate it so much, and we hope you're going to come back real soon, back here in 2010. All right. Okay. We're back at Future Quake with Dr. Future. And Tommy Bionicus. Uh, what do you think about his predictions? Uh, pretty, um, we'll see. <laughs> he hates to sound doom and gloom. Yeah. And he wants to come up with creative solutions. Yeah. And I hope we can come up with it. It would be a great show to have. If you hear some of his shows, he talked about getting to know the people around you in your neighborhood, mm-hmm. finding out who you can trust, who you can trust in law enforcement, mm-hmm. your local community. That 
that advice still holds true now as much as ever. Mm-hmm. Maybe and more so. Some other good advice is for you to listen to Merv, who could tell you how to contact us here at Future Quake. Future Quake radio broadcasts are archived at www.futurequake.com, suitable for downloading or streaming, as well as other show information. Email Dr. Future and Tom Bionic at drfuture at futurequake.com. That's D-R-F-U-T-U-R-E at futurequake.com. Tell us your name, city, and radio station or internet, and if we can use your name on air. Comments on the shows, topics, or guests, or suggestions for future show topics or guests are most welcome. Dr. Future and Tom will discuss selected emails each week during the radio broadcast. Okay, that's it. All right, let's get out of here. Okay, come back for our next special guest tomorrow. Until then, we hope your future is always bright. Have a good day. Bye. Join us next time as we dare to experience another aftershock of a future quake. Quake, quake, quake. Welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Future Quake Show. I am Dr. Future. And I'm Thomas Bionicanissimus. That sounds very Roman. Oy. <laughs> well, we we got to hurry because we've got our next celebrity guest, quite an extensive uh, session here, with Chris White, uh, who uh, runs the Nowhere to One radio program on the Revelations Radio Network and also the Frank and Chris show and a whole bunch of other ministries he runs. Guy's a machine. And was here this uh, past year on Future Quake and was instrumental in getting us on the Revelations Radio Network along with his partner, mm-hmm. Frank Lordy. Yeah. And a uh, very insightful gentleman, which we need to let you listen to right now. And then we'll be right back to wrap it up here at Future Quake. Welcome to the Future Quake show. I am Dr. Future. And I am Tom, intrigued by this next guest, Bionic. Intrigued, really? Yeah. Well, not every guest gets that special designation. And it's certainly due because our celebrity guest we have for our third installment of Predictions Week is none other than our relatively new friend, Chris White of the Nowhere to Run radio program mm-hmm. and the Frank and Chris show. Yes. Part of Revelations Radio Network. I would call him a juggernaut of independent Christian media. <laughs> yeah, he's like a chainsaw through evil. I mean, he's the closest to a power broker I know in any <laughs> institution. It's yeah, Chris White. something like that. Uh, he, he came across the uh, stage of Future Quake this year, blasting his way through, and mm-hmm. uh, we've never been the same since then. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, Brother Chris, I'd like to welcome you back to the Future Quake Show. Well, I'm glad to be here. You know, uh, this show is getting pretty prestigious. Every time I go, I can't go anywhere without somebody talking about Future Quake. It's like, hey, you know, I really like your show. It's kind of like Future Quake a little bit. I mean, <laughs> you say, uh, how dare you? Do you take a swing at them when they say it? Take oh, it you're kind of doing like a Future Quake kind of thing then. So it's kind of <laughs> like a genre that, that I got to live up to. Yeah. You probably say stuff like, they'd be nothing without me. <laughs> Got them yep. on that Revelations Radio Network. They'd be nothing without those guys. Well, it's a it's a uh, privilege to ever be associated with somebody like yourself. And uh, I'm so glad uh, the day that I found out that you were uh, uh, in this loca- locality. It's sort of an amazing thing that mm-hmm. geographically we're in this area. And then I, I hunted you down just like wild game until I was <laughs> able to find you. And we could get the connection here as part of the uh, the Rat Pack of Alternative Christian Radio here mm-hmm. in the Nashville area. Yeah, well, I'm sure glad you did. I mean, it changed a whole. I changed my entire life. It really, uh, you know, it was really a good thing. Everything just kind of was really. It was just a really good thing. I think it was something really led by the Lord because, yes. you know, just, it's really fruitful. 
Amen. It's affect all of our lives. And uh, I know we have a very limited period of time, and you have a lot to share with us about these predictions upcoming. But can you give us just a little quick update on what's happened to you and your ministries since you were last with us? Uh, well, let's see here. Um, just more the thing, same thing, just uh, trying to reach out to uh, people that uh, need the Lord and stuff. Uh, there was a few different things. Um, a lot of development of sort of the 2012 ideas and what they were really sort of – the history of it and what its possible uses for um, as a deceptive a deception tool mm-hmm. uh, for what I believe the kind of end game of the new world order. Uh, so a lot of that and a lot of people waking up to that. And in doing so, a lot of people really having to be introspective a lot more about the things that they've been uh, interested in as far as the new age movement and things like that. I think it's been a great tool to get them mm-hmm. thinking. Uh, and as well as the, uh, just because of the sheer popularity of the new 2012 thing. Uh, mm-hmm. but then there's also a lot of things, uh, um, uh, Tom Bionic and I have been doing a lot of stuff with the stopsleepparalysis.org site. Mm-hmm. And that's been a really a big thing. A lot of people, um, you know, uh, are having, experiencing that and looking for answers. And the great thing about that is that you get to tell them that the answer is Jesus. And, you know, it's pretty much that's the simple yeah. answer. There's a lot of, but that's a great thing to be able to tell somebody. Uh, and really, that's the answer to a lot of questions, I guess. But For a lot uh, of our listeners who are not familiar with you, uh, I, I would compare you to that guy. I don't know how you pronounce his name, Tom Bombadil or whatever, in The Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit. The guy who, uh, when the... Uh, Forces of darkness come. He's over there just in the forest doing his own thing. Very few people know. But the power is there on a massive scale. And I think God's hand has been on your ministry and on those who are working with you where there is mighty things happening in the heavenlies. Uh, large numbers of people are being impacted by what you're doing on YouTube, yeah. your other ministries, DVDs. Why don't you give out your websites? Yeah, yeah. Why don't you give out some of your websites there? Yeah, part of your media empire. Yeah. Share with us a little bit. Sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. There's the, the YouTube site, which is um, um, Nowhere to Run 1984. That's just as it spells, Nowhere to Run 1984. And you can find that just going to YouTube.com slash Nowhere to Run 1984. Um, nowhere to Run Radio.com. The 2012deception.net, uh, dvdtracks.com, which is something I really feel close to my heart, and, and the Harvest Project there. I really think that that's something that uh, I'm very excited about uh, here on a local level as well. Um, phone going off there. Uh, also, uh, <laughs> I, I, I really know if it gets too slow for you. <laughs> yeah, makes me hear music the, when I hear you talk. The uh, Hendersonville Vaccine Awareness Network, that that uh, that's a site that I really um, – think is important because it's just a lot of the sheer amount of information there that for people that are wondering about vaccines and stuff but honestly the 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 thing that i think that uh is the just the videos the the videos i feel like whenever i get an idea for a video i'm just really burdened to do it and sometimes i don't even know um what the purpose for it is until I see kind of afterwards the people that, that were needing it. Like this last one, I spent a lot of time researching this particular guy named Greg Braden, and, and I spent like two weeks just doing research about it. And um, yeah, he he's was kind the of oldest a, brother in the Brady Bunch, right? Right. <laughs> it, it, it is. That, that is Greg Brady sounding, isn't it? Uh, but the now he, he's a coast-to-coast kind of New Age yeah. guru guy. Yeah. Um, Stuff like that. There was a Muslim uh, thing, uh, kind of organization lately that really got a chance to speak to uh, so many Muslims and 
and it's been a great thing to be able to sort of get them thinking about maybe the possibility of the Mahdi and Isa combination being the Antichrist and false prophet, which is not a really easy thing to say, but right. at the same time, it really gets them thinking in this particular context because they're, they're people that, that believe a lot of the same things that we do and talk about on our shows, except the, the, the kind of 10% lie ha- right. has a very, uh, very unique aspect to it. And I think that the reason is, is, is like so many of these things and mm-hmm. is that it's all preparing us for right. the Antichrist. And I think that at the end of the day, most of, most of the things that we're being deceived on, they'll concede so much truth that is just the powers of darkness in the, in, in the act of deceiving. They will, con- they will concede so much truth. In fact, truth is a necessary component of deception. But the lie portion of it has function in regards to preparing people to accept the Antichrist mm-hmm. and uh, Satan's uh, trinity mm-hmm. uh, of uh, the dragon and the false prophet and, uh, and uh, the Antichrist. So that's my, that's my opinion, but that's what I think that a- after all of this, it has some – that's what we're up against. Mm-hmm. Well, we're not. We're, we've already right. defeated it through Christ. Thank, thank the Lord, but well, um, but we're still we're still in the battle here. We're still doing mm-hmm. the Lord's work. Um, he's been coronated king, but he hasn't taken the physical ground here yet. So we're still doing the work that we've been called to do. And in my book, Griff's, um, you're like the Patton in the Lord's army. Even though people may not see where you're doing, he wants I just, to go invade the Soviet Union. Well, I just, <laughs> I just see you, you and your work. Don't and get caught slapping your, a soldier. Your work with the bionic guy over here and, and your other partners like Frank Lordy and others are, uh, are just like you're rolling over Satan's Panzer brigades in, in my book. <laughs> and I'm out here walking around with my pea shooter, you know, just like just trying, you know, onesie twosie people to try to get to, and you all are just taking massive ground away from the enemy. And it's just a thrill for me to know you all. Thanks. You're, that's, you're too kind. That is yeah. too kind. You're they're laying it on pretty thick there, right. uh, so I'll have to live up to that. It's so. the most it's the most accurate thing I've probably said in five years. <laughs> Everything else is suspect. Hey, give us some predictions, and we want some hard predictions uh, okay. for this upcoming year, okay? So lay it on us. Okay, you want you want like yes or no sort of it happened it didn't happen kind of things. Oh, see well, you didn't say that. See, we can't we can't nail you on what you missed last year since this is your first time. Oh, we'll do true. that next year when we see you. We'll nail you on what you missed. But now you got the whole floor for 2010. So lay it on us. Okay. Well, I'm gonna uh, gonna have to be sort of ambiguous in this first one in that uh, it's not it's not something you'll be able to say yes or no. I think and maybe maybe you will actually. You thought about running um, for politics. Uh, They're real skilled at that, too. (laughs) I think that uh, something that is is started briefly in 2009 but I think is is ready to be sort of rolled out is um, the regular – People, those people that are not haven't been a part of the sort of alternative community, sort of whatever you would want to call it, the people into a lot of the you know different sort of conspiracies and things like that. Now I, I believe a lot of that is being now it was beta tested and now it's rolled out to the general public for a specific purpose. I think you start and that is that the general public is is going to in many different ways be uh, the externalization of the hierarchy is now being pushed on them. And it's always been very subtly pushed on them, but I think right now it's it's very in heavy doses. It seems like there was a green light mm-hmm. uh, not too long ago. I, I, I think explain I, what the, explain what that means. The externalization of the hierarchy for the uninitiated. Sure. Well, the the externalization of the hierarchy is as best as I understand it is um, kind of what I would say in biblical terms is sort of the spirit of Antichrist. 
the the in 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 sort of physical terms of the way like a, a lady named Alice Bailey who channeled a being that she called Dejwa Cool who's probably some demon uh but basically she wrote a lot of material that the this being demon uh told her to to write and in that was a lot of uh, very specific detail about how to very slowly uh indoctrinate the masses of people into the mysteries. It's also sometimes called the externalization of the mysteries. And the mysteries are, you know, like the mystery religions and uh, the just general idea. But in practice, you you see a mindset that's very similar to what you would uh, the Freemasons' attitude. Now, the Freemasons have a lot of what I'll call just baggage, you know, what with the you know the different rituals and sort of specific beliefs about certain things. But let's say the heart of what that's about. A lot of the, um, and that, that extends to different things like the Rosicrucians and the, and the different sort of secret societies. The, the belief system is being externalized, uh, to the regular people for a purpose of what she calls, and this is, you know, the New World Order. This is one of the first people that ever used the term the New World Order. And, um, she, um, but anyway, it's not, it doesn't go back to her. It's actually something that, uh, really had a lot of start in, in Helena Blavatsky who she was mm-hmm. a devout follower of. Now, Helena Blavatsky wrote a book, The Secret Doctrine. I don't want to give any extra importance to anything that she did or, or whatever, but in a lot of ways she, she this, began... This is to, the heart of the modern New Age, basically. It, it is, heart. and it's extremely seductive. In, in I believe it's Second Timothy uh, chapter 4, uh, and I could be wrong about that. I'm going from memory, but, but it says, you know, in the latter times, people some shall depart from the faith, uh, um, giving heed to seducing spirits and the doctrines of devils. And it's my opinion that that when satanic forces force people to write things down, it, it's extremely seductive, as it says in that passage, just seduced. Uh, and I think that um, what I'm trying to say with that is that that this doctrine of devils is is very we're vulnerable to it as human beings because it has this p- seductive power. And I think the reason is because they're so smart. They're thousands of years old, really genius beings, as evil as they are. They, they're really good at deceiving. And I think that uh, it comes in a lot of different forms. The, to me, the externalization of the hierarchy means getting uh, the idea in any way you can to a certain type of person. Let's say for a lot of times, for, for a lot of people, the externalization of the hierarchy takes the form of let's say, a movie about aliens that came here and they built the pyramids or some variation of, like, you know, whatever, like 90 movies that came out last year or whatever. Or Opryland. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, but, but really, I think that there's a new thing that's happening. My prediction is it has something to do with sort of um, – I, I think that this came to point really in the, in the last recent study with the, the thing that I was um, – it, talking about with the Muslim uh, thing that I was doing, it really made sense in a very acute way with the externalization of the conspiracies, I guess you can say. With Take Glenn Beck, for example. He's a really good example of, of some kind of green light that's okayed you know, now, where you have the general public now being introduced to a lot of the things that for a long time we have you know, been – just wanting somebody to say about, right. and now it's it's just okay, and now everybody's starting to talk about these things that you know, like the beginning of when we all started figuring out this stuff. But it's and, still and, a controlled message, right? Well, you know, in a way, I think that the whole thing is a little controlled in this way. All the time, I, I see people on YouTube. In fact, I would say majority 
a, a vast majority of those that are woken up, quote unquote, are into um, every new age thing in the book and believe every kind of lie in the book. And so, in a way, think uh, the act of uh, the act of waking up serves as sort of a basic psychological function in that you can tell somebody that nothing of what they believe is true. And then they have a clean slate, essentially, to rebuild a paradigm. But the pool in which they draw from to build this new paradigm is totally dirty. And so they're constructing this new life, this new way to think about things with lie on top of lie on top of lie. So you have a huge community of people that have conspiracies, know about the conspiracies, but they have their core beliefs are totally anti-God, totally anti-Christian. And if you don't believe me, go read... Mm-hmm. Some of the comments on my videos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, well, and, and yeah, okay. Zeitgeist would be another classic example of that, right? Zeitgeist is true, and it's not just my videos; it's all over the place, and it's it's a very widely understood sort of thing within within that. Now, um, so how does that come back to what you expect for this year? That comes back in the, into the idea that with what, um, like the Glenn Beck kind of angle, is that the I believe that it's important for the normal people right now. To be, um, as, to start to understand global government, to start to understand and get extremely mad at it, to be as, like Hitler sort of used this in a, in a way with the, the circularization of the protocols of the learned elders of Zion, um, which was a forgery that was, um, made earlier and you can actually see a video that I made called Debunking the Protocols of the Learned Elders of Zion, but the, it was used very specifically, um, as a sort of tool in, in the machine that he later built, the conspiracies were kind of uh, used to fulfill, in this case, a slaughtering of, of many, many people. But it was just a general – it wasn't necessarily endorsed. I mean, in Mein Kampf, he talks about the Jews running the, the you know, universities and all these different things and the whole communist thing. He kept pointing back to that thing with Karl Marx and everything else. Anyway, um, I, I'm talking a little fast here. I know I'm, I'm like trying to get it all out, but um, – I guess this is to to sum it up. What what my prediction is, is that um, I'm pretty convinced that it's important for your neighbor and everybody else to start knowing about conspiracies and to be at this new slate of knowing that everything that they've been taught is wrong, uh, because that's the rebuilding of that is totally compromised. And if if the whole world can be woken up, quote unquote, then the whole world can be totally ready to accept all this other baggage that comes with it. Um, so, so in other words, what I gather from that is Christians better be on their toes to have answers when people's old world starts breaking down, or they're uh, going to be set up to accept go from one lie to a worse lie. It's exactly what's happening. Is that the worst? The worst lie is um, you know if we think about it like the the idea of the whole world if a false alien deception comes up, that's a that's the whole world all of a sudden believing a big conspiracy. You know, that's going from. I mean, that's that's kind of an example of, of how we can – the whole world is anticipating, you know, from our perspective of at least a possible scenario. Um, that's the kind of thing that, that I'm talking about. That sort of paradigm is what I think the whole world will be into. But see, here's the thing. It takes a few years uh, in, in, to sort of soak in all this stuff before you start to say, there, this is wrong. This stuff is just not adding up and everything. But I think that the whole world is going to be blinded by some kind of things that are happening – and they're not going to have the full course of running the course and, and uh, you know, deciding that it's that it's wrong because there's just going to be this big blaze of 
you know, everything happening in these, you know, this being here and, you know, aliens and whatever it may be. Man, I really wish I would explain that a little bit better. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, that's, that's kind of, I, I really think that the, the world is supposed to get really, really mad at a world government because, and I never got to say this because I was all over the place, mm-hmm. uh, but I think that the, what the Muslim tract, uh, thing that really made me wake up to is that they call the Antichrist, the Dijal, uh, they call it the New World Order system. That's, they look at mm-hmm. the Antichrist as the entire system. They see the bankers and the Illuminati and, and the, the, all that stuff as the Antichrist system. They're waiting for their Mahdi and Isa combo to destroy it. And right. so what I'm saying is that Satan is, he wants to get everybody as mad as, as possible at the New World Order. The madder you get at it, the more we will love that person who delivered us from it. Because the average 9-11 guy right now would never bow down to anything that he perceived as the New World Order. But if the New World Order and everything that we think that we know about it was destroyed, he might bow down to that. Mm-hmm. And so if that's well, the... Well, here, here's the dilemma. Uh, the New World Order is not a good thing in and of itself. I mean, Christians should not glorify the New World Order. I, I, I see it as Revelation 18. Uh, you know, the, the great kings of the earth and the merchants of the earth who use their sorcery, their pharmakia to deceive the nations of the earth. You know, that's evil, too. It's going to be destroyed. But I do see it as a clever master plan. What I, what I think I understand you're saying is that he's setting up, it's almost like the Hegelian dialectic a little bit, in that he's setting up something to be destroyed so he can put his real man in as the Messiah, and in a way that can solve not only possibly some, some marginal Christians' understanding, but even Muslims and others, as a, as a very clever way to unite them, as someone to destroy a collective enemy. Um, am, am I on the right track with this? And if so, yeah, how do it? Christians still oppose the the New World Order that's truly evil? I, I'm assuming what we need to do, and that's what we try to do in Future Quake, and I know you do, is 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 to call things where we see them that these the new world order is evil. Uh, I think it has a biblical basis and can point to it, but also show that the Bible has answers for an alternative, and try to be proactive and actually get that information out there quicker. And like like you're doing, you're going toe to toe in the major forums and in in uh, you know YouTube and things like this, uh, where where the real thought, thinking is going on. I mean that's the real soapbox in Central Park or Hyde Park or wherever they used to do the major debates. YouTube has now become the main forum where that occurs, right? Well, you know, I think that the main thing, it's a, it's a valid critique about the the idea that, okay, well, you know, how are we supposed to oppose this obvious, uh, you know, uh, terrible thing that's going on? I think it's a lot like, you know, you see the, the early Christians in Rome, you know, they're being slaughtered by the, you know, and there was a lot of pagan worship, and it was, for all intents and purposes, seeming a lot like, you know, a new world order for them. But it's a different thing because I do think this is the time that, uh, you know, uh, no time will be like this before or after this, so it's a very unique thing. Uh, so we're kind of in uncharted waters in a lot of different ways. But my answer, I guess, would be just to focus really, really hard on Christ and to be led by Him. We're all, I have different burdens about things for you know, like vaccines, for instance. I really think that that has application, and I know that I can't do everything. I can't, and and, and I think the good thing is to ask yourself. I mean, and so I focus on what I think that I can do the most good in, like something like vaccines. And just do that. Or maybe it's fluoride. Uh, that's also something that I feel strongly about. And so I try to do a lot with that. But I know I can't just, 
tell the whole world everything that's wrong, you know? So I think it's just really in those kinds of things, the things that have to do with the poisoning of the world or, or some kind of aspect like that. But then when it comes down to the small stuff, we all need to ask ourselves with, with the things like how, how serious, you know, uh, is this? Is this something that, you know, they're using too? Uh, my guess is, my, my point is that if I'm, if I'm doing something that David Icke is doing, you know, if mm-hmm. I if David Icke is doing the exact same thing, you know, twelve hours a day, mm-hmm. touring around, people telling about, you know, who's right. running this and some new thing that they're they're doing, you know, what what good is it for me to do it? Obviously, it's kind of like it, Satan uses like the Jehovah's Witnesses are a good example. So, how many people got involved in the Jehovah's Witnesses because they were told that you know Christmas was actually a pagan holiday based on Saturnalia, mm-hmm. and then they're like, oh, you're right, they are right, and nobody else seems to be talking about it, so you guys must have all the answers. That one little thing that Satan did, which was, you know, mm-hmm. you know, the whole, and whether or not that's debatable or whatever, but, but he keeps pointing back on it and using it continually. He, he loves those truths that nobody is talking about so he can use them later on. That, no, so what position does that put us in as far as how much of, should we focus, should we put on it? In, in my opinion, there's a great place for that, especially if the Lord's leading you to do it. But really, we, if, if it's true that we're in this last time where we're, we're all being, you know, getting ready to be, you know, all this stuff is about to happen, we don't have any more time to do anything else. In, and this is not true. Um, but I think it's focus on Christ and focus on, um, you know, just trying to take as many people to heaven with us as possible is a really good way to put it. But it's not everybody's calling. Some mm-hmm. people have very specific callings, like like somebody like, uh, you know, um, I think that Alex Jones is a good example of somebody that gets what sometimes if it describes getting people to the train station. He gets them from one place <laughs> to another to, yeah. to, to, make, to decide which train to get on. A lot of those people got on the wrong train. But right. they got to the train station, and I, and I think that that's that's its purpose too. So, in no way am I saying it, it's good or bad. Now, I will say this: my other prediction is. Um, well, we got one minute. We got one minute. Give okay. us five predictions. <laughs> the one one other prediction is that there is going to be great polarization, and that's going to function in revival. I think that there will be no more kind of, I mean, it's going to start getting more black and white and the good is going to get, start getting more sold out and, uh, you know, just really, 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 um, you know, sold out while I think that the world is also going to separate a little bit. And in the context of a lot of people losing, uh, their money and things like that, there's going to be a great deal of revival for people needing God for the first time. So we should be ready to, for that harvest, because there's a lot of people that are going to be looking for the first time to God. I think just if we're open and listening right. to the Lord that he's going to be leading us to help a lot of people. So when all this stuff happens, you must remember that we have a God that can do anything. And it doesn't matter what we have. or If we just have a coat and, and some socks, it's mm-hmm. okay. We have God. There's a whole world out there that doesn't have that. That's right. So let us let him provide for us and, mm-hmm. and let's not be... And, at all scared of what's coming, but only in the sense that, you know, there's a lot of people out there that, that do have reason to be scared. That's right. Well, that was a great summation. And uh, if I could say in summary, I want to reiterate to our listeners again, they need to be checking your show out uh, in your websites as well, too. And we'll have those connected here at futurequake.com. And we'll need to have you back for an entire show uh, later on this year if you're willing to come back to be with us. And uh, one other quick thing, uh, uh, the Revelations Radio Network has something, 20-something shows, right, that are part of their network uh, that you can do iTunes and elsewhere. Yeah, something like that. One prediction I'd like to see something come together is a show where you bring um, a variety, handful of programmers from the Revelations Radio Network 
that come together on a show that's regularly scheduled, but you have a different allotment of uh, these podcasters uh, to talk about some of these issues and a little roundtable debate, and it would be a way to promote the different podcasters but also have a very interesting discussion of these matters. Yeah, that's a really good idea. So that'd be something I'd like to see. Uh, Brother Chris, um, very excited to see what this next year brings of your ministry and work. I appreciate you sharing this, and uh, we'll see how it plays out. And then the next time we'll have you back, we will reflect on the year, and we'll look for examples where it's played out or where it hasn't. Sounds good, man. It was really great. Thanks for having me. But one thing we know is that uh, Jesus is on the throne. Uh, victory is certain for us. And the only decision we have to make is whether we're going to actually uh, take up the assignment he lays before us and to get involved and get engaged like you do. So thank you so much, brother, for being with us. And uh, look forward to having you back again soon. All right. Thanks a lot. Okay. We're back at Future Quake with Dr. Future. And Bionicus Maximus. Any comments on Chris? He's inspiring. Yeah. You guys are like Batman and Robin when I watch you all doing stuff. If if the Futurians only knew a tenth of what you all have going on, mm-hmm. and I just have to keep quiet. And I know you don't tell me a lot of it either, so you wouldn't I'm believe it. Dark. You flat out wouldn't believe it, some of it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, what you need to do is come back tomorrow because some of you Futurians who sent us your predictions are going to be read on air tomorrow. So mm-hmm. with uh, no other comment left for today, come back tomorrow. Until then, we hope your future is always bright. Have a good day. Out. Join us next time as we dare to experience another aftershock of a future quake. quake, quake, quake. Welcome to the Future Quake Show. I am Dr. Future. And I am Tom Mephisto Bionic. I really don't understand where that's coming from. It's Prediction Show. Amazing Mephisto. No, who's he? I know who Mephistopheles is, who's like a demonic Satan. Yeah, he didn't do a whole lot of predicting as far as I know. The mighty Mephisto, you know anything about Mephisto? No, who's mighty Mephisto? He's a guy who does predictions and reads people's minds and stuff. He was on TV for a little while. Okay. There was like a super villain. Hey, this is Cleo, man. Dial the... (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, welcome again to Future Quake. This is a Christian radio show, a talk show. Um... Right around the beginning of each year, we do our traditional uh, prediction show. Uh, the first three days this week, we've had some of our more prominent guests and friends come have their yeah. predictions. And right at the last minute, just in the last few days, we had the presence of mind to send out an all-points bulletin to our listeners mm-hmm. to send us your predictions for 2010. And threw it up real quick on the front page of futurequake.com and and a little notice in some of our sh- last couple of shows. And I want to thank those of you who went on and sent in your predictions. Mm. I think we would have been, probably the problem was we would, would have been deluged if we'd had more and would not have had time to read them. Yeah. Because we still got a lot of them anyway Welcome today. To predictions month. Yeah. And I want to salute the, the sappy people who paid close attention and took the time to send these to us. They're some of our yeah. best friends here on the Future mm-hmm. Quake show. You ready to dive in? Splash. We can make some comments, ridicule them, whatever. <laughs> We're not going to ridicule them. That's what they do us all the time. Yeah, so. Unless they're really bad. Turnabout's fair play. <laughs> uh, our first uh, prediction for 2010 comes from Ken. And uh, Ken sent an uh, uh, email called War of 2010. Mm. Uh, he says, for the first time in almost 20 years, there was a blue moon on New Year's Eve. Does that make the coming year significant? Some believe that Psalm, the psalm foretells what is going to happen in Israel. 
I have followed it for years, but you can only find something after it has happened. Nevertheless, it is interesting to try to determine what may have happened that year. Psalm 110 goes with the year 2010. And I know J.R. Church, a prophecy in the news, you know, was one that really uh, pushes this. Hmm. And it says in that passage, the Lord says to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. The Lord will extend your mighty scepter from Zion. You will rule in the midst of your enemies. Your troops will be will, willing on the day of battle. Reign in holy majesty uh, from the womb of dawn. You will receive the dew of your youth. Uh, and so it says, uh, furthermore, the Lord's at your right hand. He will crush kings on the day of his wrath. He will judge the nations, heaping up the dead and crushing the rulers of the whole earth. Mm. And he says, based on Psalm 110, my guess is 2000, for 2010 is there will be war. But this time, like all wars... It will include other nations, maybe even the USA. Many will die. That's uplifting. That's, that's the uplifting. Typical uh, future quake uh, yeah. prediction right there. Yeah. Thanks, Ken. And Ken, you could very well be right. Yeah. Um, if, if if I was to hazard a guess of any kind of war that would have any kind of Bible connection, it would be the Isaiah 17, Psalm 83 war with Israel's immediate neighbors, not the Gog-Magog war, but the predecessor. Mm-hmm. Uh, which means, I don't know if I'd be hanging around Damascus. That Gog light. I was really, I was, I was nervous a few weeks ago when I was there. I know. You, it was like 12 miles from, or 20 miles, 20 miles probably. You, I, th- I believe you'd even Damascus. expect that reticence uh, on the air. Yeah, I was, because uh, I thought at any time, you know, with all the saber rattling going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have another great friend here, and I'm going to say his whole name here because he's pretty well known. Von Glitschka. Who? I love saying Von Glitschka. That is such a coolest name. Von Glitschka. He is a, a good supporter of a lot of us independent broadcasters like uh, like uh, Pid Radio and ourselves mm-hmm. and others. And he is one of the coolest artists. He has such a cool style in art. Mm. I'd love for him to do something for Future Quake because he, he's just the man. We should have got him he's to do a wonderful like, person. Maybe he could do like another montage on the the hood of the like the future, future mobile. mobile yeah yeah we we need to come up with something he can yeah. do uh he says here uh yeah just just look him up at uh, glitchka studios um i hope he doesn't mind giving this out it's on the web von glitchka v-o-n-g-l-i-t-s-c-h-k-a dot com it is kind of a cool name it is and just go like buy stuff from him just yeah. don't ask just, questions just go just buy. go buy yeah, he says, my predictions for 2010, an unknown phenomenon will be discovered in deep space that space that confounds scientists. Um, I wonder if it would be like that little blue spiral in Norway. He says, wormholes will move from realm of theoretical to fact. Like Graham Bell, they'll transport an item from one side of the globe to the other instantly. That'd be cool. Wow, 2010, that's pretty quick, too. Yep. He says, the Ark of the Covenant will be disclosed and presented to Israel as a gift of good faith. Within the context of a peace treaty. Mm. What kind of peace treaty, I wonder. You know, that also sounds like uh, Psalm, or excuse me, Isaiah 18, mm-hmm. where it talks about gifts being brought to Israel. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he says, well, here's a personal item, but I'll say anyway because it will put him on the spot. Yeah. He says, I'll get off my duff and do the t-shirt design I've been wanting to do for Future Quake. There you go. I'm trying to help him with that by letting, <laughs> by letting tens of publicly. thousands of people know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because I purposely uh, have been coveting that item that'd be awesome uh he's he's a cool guy yeah that's great he's everybody go buy something from him Mm y'all thanks for Uh, the prediction yeah Yeah. denny denny makes something it says 20-10 predictions that's 2010 um yeah he he puts a feather in your cap dear dr future and tom bionic man happy new year to you all 
great interview with Tom Horn. Uh, he's super, uh, super and terribly valuable to all of us who seek the truth. Uh, let's see, he says, I'm just an average guy. I don't believe in crystal balls or tea leaves. And in fact, we should have made that clear. We did not want anybody to use augury, where like you were cutting open yeah, animals. Yeah, no augers, no crystal balls, scrying, no scrying, mirroring, uh, right. Ouija boards. No Definitely oracles. No Ouija boards. Right, no DMT use. Yeah. Um, but, uh, he says he has an open mind, a pure heart, and wide open eyes. Uh, as I think you gentlemen do as well. Uh, he says, I think I can add a little to your call out for predictions for 2010. He says, I can't say with any confidence in particular for the new year, um, but based on reasonable deduction and basic knowledge of how things work in the unseen world, here's his ideas. Time was growing short for the enemy and he seems to pull out all the stops. It seems many of his schemes and tactics have been exposed. Like Climate Gate, the underwear CIA Patsy bomber dude. There you go. Yeah. Socialist Marxist hair care, health care, uh, hair care. Um, <laughs> uh, the astounding airing of the Jesse Ventura conspiracy theory show, which everybody needs to watch. You need to send letters to True TV and tell them how cool that show is. God is exposing this agenda's every turn. Mm-hmm. I, I, I intersperse my commentary with this letter here. He says, I'm thinking 2010 will be the period when the enemy really begins to show his true colors. Uh, we could be talking about actual manifestations of supernatural powers in physical form. You know, signs and wonders. Uh, physical manifestations of mass killings of human beings by dark spiritual forces. Uh, it's all in time for the evil one. Um, he says he'd hesitate to say what exactly would happen in 2010. But they're accelerating... Um, he says he, we're at one minute to midnight, um, before literally all hell breaks loose. Um, so he says he will strike back at a vengeance since the devil's agenda is being exposed with a vengeance like this world has never seen. But he also says also Jesus is much closer to redeeming his beloved. Yeah, there so, you go. Dennis, another day, another thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, this is, uh, John. John sent predictions for 2010. Well, he got a big old list going. Yeah, but it's actually a real discreet list. That's good. Uh, yeah. Online social networking will become the de- previous decade's pet rock in leisure suits as viruses <laughs> and scam make Facebook all but unusable or Facebook's management decides to start charging a fee for full access. That's real. Hmm. But we've got a good list to check John next year against. Yeah. On these. As the economy worsens, the number of homes connected to the Internet will decrease for the first time. Anti-Semitism will become more open and prevalent as the economic downturn is blamed on Jewish bankers. Uh, Israel will attack Iran. As a result, oil prices will skyrocket. Dispensationalists in American Great Britain will be blamed for aiding in the reformation of Israel. Uh, seed prices will rise as home gardening becomes universal. The press will label home gardeners and preppers as unpatriotic, isolationist, uncompassionate, and hoarders. You know, preppers being those who do preps at home. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, first hints of hyperinflation will be seen in months before the congressional election. As anger toward the political class increases, the Republicans will retake the House and make major inroads in the Senate, but with little resulting change in physical policies and anger will grow. The Obama administration's energy and greenhouse policies uh, will make drinking water and food shortages common in the U.S. And food riots will break out. Americans will come to see a major part... Uh, of the depression as a result of the loss of manufacturing jobs to China and hate crimes against Asians will become more common. Mm. The anti-consumerism movement will grow in popularity. 
Red light and security cameras will be vandalized frequently. Hmm, that's, that's an interesting, interesting one. Yeah. The down economy will result in an increase in burglaries and muggings. Violence directed toward banks and other financial institutions will be reported. Um, gun sales will decrease, but ammo sales will continue to brisk rate. Firearms and defensive trading classes will be in demand. Homeland Security will ban all carry-ons except from a book and a coat. Travelers, well, what about if you have like a gun and a book? What if your gun's in your coat? Yeah. Uh, travelers. What if your gun is in the book. That's what I was just initially saying. Oh, you said I thought you said just a gun and a book. I didn't no, say in that. a book. Oh, I didn't say in. I'm sorry. Yeah, travelers will be given a choice between a full-body X-ray and a cavity search. Boy, that's going to really up air travel, isn't it? Air travel will decrease 10% as a result. They'll be lucky if it's be just sure 10%. Be hard-boiled eggs. Cliff High and Blossom Goodchild will be indicted for fraud. Cliff will disappear into a spontaneously formed temporal anomaly, and we will instantly forget what a webbot was, and, and Blossom will become the Vatican's ambassador to the Pleiades and gain diplomatic immunity. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, that's a pretty high likelihood yeah. on that one, I'd say. Uh, uh, Derek Gilbert and Keith Hansen, also known as Visigoff, will record an audiobook version of Why History Is As It Is by Phil and, Paul and Phil Collins and Vox Day with a forward by Dr. Michael Heiser. Hmm. Man, John got all the cool names in there. Yeah. Of course he left you and me out. Yeah, that's okay. He actually wrote to us. Yeah, we're yesterday's news, but yeah. at least John thought to take the time to send us his predictions, and not chintzy ones. Yeah. He put them on the line there. I oh. love that one with Blossom. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Okay, we're, we're rifling through these. Yeah, man. Okay, this is to, King. Do you want me to read one? Can yeah. I read one? Yeah, read your Okay, you can read one. <laughs> Go get them. All right. This is, as, as Dr. Future mentioned, this is King. Uh, this is a very, a very succinct list here. Uh, number one is financial collapse. Number two is new mutated strain of H1N1 that kills thousands. And then he adds some parentheses, not really mutated, dash bioengineered. Interesting, provocative. New health laws applied where the government decides who can get medical treatment for new outbreak. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting mm-hmm. prediction. Announcement of ET life in the universe. War between Israel and her neighbors. Martial law and civil war in the U.S. Persecution uh, increase of Christians. So, so King was on the uplifting side. Yeah, uh, making everybody happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks, King. Now, King is a seasoned uh, podcaster, right? Um, I don't know. No, I thought King was. Well, you might know more about him than I do. I thought you knew King. I don't believe so. King, thanks for listening, buddy. Yeah. Appreciate that. Keep in touch, okay? Okay. There's a gentleman here by the name of oh. Longshoreman Johnny. Yeah, LJ. Um, I'm sure you all have heard us refer to Longshoreman Johnny, one of our most loyal friends. One of the most interesting, quirky people I've ever met in my life. Yeah. Well, he's doing a new radio show, too. Mm-hmm. Iron Show. Yep. Iron or as I call it, F.E. Show. F.E. Show? Yeah. Um, you know, symbol for Irons Effie. Oh, I did not yeah. know that. I didn't. Chemistry was very much my weak point. Okay. Although you know, I've noticed when I've listened to Iron Show, I have never heard either one of them ironing once on that show. <laughs> they're not pressing. You can't hear the steam. You perhaps know, with the ironing board. I was going to say perhaps they're recording in the back in the off hours. Could be. Yeah. Could be. But I've not had any tips about ironing or anything on Iron mm-hmm. Show. Okay. 
Here's a bold prediction. He says, I predict that Dr. Future will be on the Iron Show no less than three times in 2010. Wow. That's a great prediction. Yeah. I guess Dr. Future just have to be asked to be on it. Mm-hmm. But he's Dr. Future's way, way down on the list of Iron Show. They're going through all the other big no, name people first. Uh, well, I mean, honestly, I think he's just he feels a little intimidated by Dr. Future. You've got to be kidding me. No, he's like he's working up to Dr. Future. Uh-huh, yeah. It's, it's, Check it's, out Iron Show, people. It's yeah. it's cool. Yeah. It's it's uh it's you a, have to it's an experience. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Um he says by the way this is a little off to the side. He says I would like to heard more regarding our last news section. Heard more about Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera and HR Puff and stuff. HR <laughs> Puff and stuff. Yeah, we've had a <laughs> reference to that in one of the shows. Uh he he's now here here's a classic Johnny the Longshoreman yeah. comment. Did you, and he's a wonderful Christian man, by the way. He says, do you know that Sid and Marty Croft, you know who produced it, uh-huh. were big-time dope smokers, and that puffing stuff actually meant puffing stuff? Wow. At, note the big bags under the dragon's eyes. <laughs> and then he makes some other comments yeah. about that. So uh, I, I'd heard that story, too. Otherwise, I wouldn't read it. Yeah. Hopefully, Sid and Marty Croft won't be mad at Future Quake. Yeah. Uh and he says, and finally, the Quake News sorely needs more Christina Aguilera because, according to her, it keep, just keeps getting better. So thank you, Johnny. Um, this is Brett, another great friend of the show. Um, let's see here. Um, he gives some feedback in here about some of the shows. Uh, and then here's his predictions for 2010. Uh, you want to read those? There's, sure. There's six of them right okay. there. Um Oh, gosh, he's got a whole bunch of stuff here. Just one through six, right? Okay. My predictions for 2010. These are based on what I see in the media and where I think it will go from here. Bacterial life on Mars, if not some small level of UFO disclosure from the U.S. government. Maybe both. Also, an Earth-like exoplanet planet fa- planet being found. Also, a possible intelligent communication signal from aliens. Uh, in parentheses, he says, really demons, saying they are on the way. That's a very interesting. Mm-hmm. Either increased solar activity, which may in turn cause some weather issues, or a continued lull in solar activity with unknown consequences, or maybe HARP. But that's just my... Mm-hmm. He didn't write HARP. Mm-hmm. That's me. Increased paranormal activity, especially with Marian uh, apparitions. Uh, L.A. Marzulli's blog talks about a big one in Egypt. Now, would that be Marian Ross? For, it was a mom on Happy Days? Yeah. Okay. That's exactly who he's talking about. Okay. Um, uh, Squiggy's in there, and mm-hmm. so is uh, the Fawns, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, the New World Order falling more into place, perhaps as a false beast system with a false Antichrist that the real Antichrist can get rid of. That's interesting. One of our other prediction people is going to talk about that, I think. Hmm. Uh, massive earthquake, possibly in America, possibly on the coasts. And uh, six is religi- religious discrimination, especially to Christians. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, Brett, we got you down on the record. Uh, one little aside you made here about, uh, on the side of your email, things you'd like to hear about. You said you'd like to have Richard Hoagland, Moon Landing, Occult Connections, and NASA uh, see his book, Dark Mission. I want to let you know, if you go back and look at our archives, his his co-author, Mike Barra, uh, the co-wrote Dark Mission mm-hmm. was on Future Quake. If you look back, Brett, in our, our archives, and we had him on literally hours before uh, his debut on Coast to Coast. 
the day the book came out. Mm-hmm. It's a great show. I think you really enjoy it a lot. Particularly if you listen to Chris Pinto's the week before, because there's a connection between those two shows inadvertently. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're nearing the end here. Got just a couple more here. Um, you know what? I need to, I need to uh, look up to see who this person is right now. One second. I need to tell you uh, the person who sent this particular one. You want me to read the one underneath it there? Where you look? Yeah, look for that. Let's see here. Other predictions there? Uh, yeah, this is Jacob, another great friend. All right. Jacob's one of our other bestest uh, loyal listeners. Uh, here is my prediction. 9-11 Truth will hit mainstream media via Glenn Beck in late 2010, maybe around September. There will be a backlash against mainstream evangelical Christianity who will defend the Bush administration and the global war on terror, despite the clear evidence that that will begin to appear in mainstream media revealing the Bush administration either made it happen or let it happen. The fact that most evangelical Christians will stand behind Bush in the global war on terror, despite the obvious false flag nature of 9-11, will cause the majority of the U.S. to begin to ostracize Christians in general. Considering them oblivious to reality and a threat to society, uh, right-wing extremists, extremism excuse me, will fill the 24-hour news cycle and the divide-and-conquer strategy of the New World Order will manifest in ways never seen before. People will listen to Glenn Beck because of what I believe to be his demon-enhanced ability to win people's trust. <laughs> wow. they, they mean that in a nice way, yeah. though. But he will nonetheless be the catalyst to set the U.S. on a course of civil instability and mistrust of government. I see the year-end in economic, political, and social instability that greatly exceeds the chaos of 2009. But in all this, he ends on a lighter note. But in all this, the Lord God Almighty will be sovereign, and many of us will come to a saving faith, or many will come to a saving faith in him. Amen. Jacob. Thank you so much, Jacob. Yeah. Yeah. Jacob is... uh, um, someone who's been very, very encouraging of all of us yes, podcasters in messages. Got, I, think I got that email too. Yeah, now and I, uh, just I've... really pre- appreciate that. I'm uh, just getting to find out on this one connection here, real quick. Just stand by for just okay. a second. Um, and I believe it was uh, Susan. Uh, Susan had an attachment for hers, and I just forgot to jot down her name on the attachment. Mm-hmm. So these are Susan's predictions for 2010. She cheats a little bit. She goes through 2012. She's like some of our other celebrity guests that we've had in. Yeah, and gives and herself and a little too. wiggle room. Yeah, and me too. And you too. Yeah, all of you all are like, and she's yeah. been copying be off y'all. Yeah, yeah, but we're gonna hold you to this. Uh, when we contact you again, Susan, in 2012, see if, see if these are done by then. It says the New World Order, NWO, I assume that's New World Order, mm-hmm. will be in place by 2012. The U.S. will be dismantled in increments between now and then. I wonder how much of that happened in 2010. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, there will be a war with Iran. If it is the Ezekiel 38-39 war, Iran will attack Israel. Iran will also attack Afghanistan, bringing the U.S. into the war. That's interesting. And anybody point out that direction? That's very likely. Mm-hmm. The globalists will allow the economy to collapse and issue the Amero for 50 cents on the dollar. The New World Order will continue to use its weather weapons, hurricanes, floods, droughts, wildfire, earthquakes, on us through HARP. Say another harpist. Mm-hmm. Harpist. And to make chemical, biological chemtrails to cover our skies. Children's physical and mental health will be assaulted even further by means of heavy metal, chemical and biological additives to injections, food, and water. Autism and childhood cancers will be on the rise. 
Spiritually, public education, the media will condition the kids to accept occult teachings and a one-world government. Uh, CIA mind control assets will continue to assassinate. See, these people, they buy into the same stuff we are. Yeah. It's sort of scary, isn't it? I know. We're not just talking to dead air out there. I know. It's even scarier. <laughs> these people <laughs> thinking like we are. CIA mind control assets will continue to assassinate until the day of the Black Awakening. When demonized, triggered subpersonalities of about four million, quote, chosen ones will unleash unparalleled bloodshed and chaos in a single 24-hour period. Many of them will have assigned targets among the government, the military, and, quote, resistors. Mm-hmm. A national emergency will be declared, and the president will take on dictatorial powers. FEMA will become the enforcer, opening its extermination camps and putting its stacked coffins to good use. Hmm. You know, for all the negative ones we've had, which would have been most of them, this one was pretty, pretty good. Uplifting. It's pretty high in on the... Pretty uplifting. Uh, Susan, I give you credit for that. Yeah. Uh, this is a picture of judgment. I believe our nation crossed the line when we freely elected a pro-abortion, pro-infanticide president after already killed, having killed 50 million babies. The place of safety is a personal encounter with our Lord Jesus Christ. There you go. And that's, you know, that's a good way we're getting here near the end of the show, mm-hmm. is to take Susan's comment here to remember that the place of safety is resting in Christ, in the mm-hmm. bosom of Christ. Uh, she says, Second Kings 24, 3-4 says, Surely at the commandment of the Lord this came to Judah to remove them from his sight because of the sins of Manasseh, according to all that he had done, and also because of the innocent blood that he had shed, for he had filled Jerusalem with innocent blood, which the Lord would not pardon. Mm. And I think she probably means that to address toward our country. Yeah. And I thought that was, those are some great ones. Yeah, they're good. We'll see if it takes to 2012 for that. Um, th- th- Something she commented about led me to an idea I just had the other day. Uh-oh. You know, I, I was with some people talking about creation museums that they're going to and how they're real popular now. Mm-hmm. I thought about if we could go, like, with the other direction and have a destruction oh, museum. Oh, yeah. I was there for this conversation. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was you, wasn't it? Yeah. It wasn't a, somebody that looked like you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so what do you think? You think that's a good idea if we could have, like, an end times? Yeah. Have, have, like, have sort like of a, like a wax kind of guy Malone. <laughs> You know, a okay, wax Joe like Jordan. Joe Jordan and Guy Malone dressed up in, like, sort of armor with swords, uh-huh. hacking right. a Nephilim to pieces. Yeah, animatronics. Yeah, kind you know, of thing. you could have, like, the pre-trib room, the pre-wrath room, the post-trib room. Yeah, yeah. The amillennial Partial room where rapture. everything was, like, okay. Right. You know. I think it'd be really... Yeah. I mean, I'm laughing about it a little bit, yeah. but as far as uh, the creation museums are intended... To help people become familiar with the ideas in a context that you can immerse them in it, mm-hmm. particularly young children, remember it. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't we do this about things of the last days? That's a great idea. I mean, if you got Nephilim going around and UFOs and and you know, like Black Awakening, mm-hmm. you could have all of these demonically filled people attacking, you know, and you could have a big, or something. You could like have a big a big hole in the center of the museum, it all sort of organized around one big hole, and every yeah. every afternoon at about three, you have hundreds of actors. Come up out of the thing yeah. in like costumes. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. Salt the guests. And pl- like fly that, like the locusts and stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. Dressed up as bugs. Yeah. But you know, just something like that to make things real to people. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm only half kidding. Okay. Not well. I'm serious. I see. Uh, if we have any billionaires out there who are regular listeners of Future Quake, and you want something to invest in, yeah. First of all, just write a big check over to us, and then after that, look write at another big check <laughs> over at us. 
Yeah, I'd say odds are how that's going to happen. Yeah, right. uh, On the first one, right, for Future Quake, and on the second one, right, for Museum. But you know what? Just like most of our guests we have on our show, our rewards, if anything we do, is in heaven. Even though I'm afraid afraid most Future Quake shows are probably wood, hay, and stubble. Mm. But if there's any that that are less combustible, um, that's where our rewards will be. And not only our, our guests, our guests are commonly like that. We don't have a lot of... You know, highly paid, highly compensated guest on Future Quake. Yeah. The same thing holds true for all of our listeners out there that are running their own ministries, doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, great is your reward in heaven. And I just want to encourage you for that. And even if times are really tough in 2010, hang in there. Keep on doing what you're doing. Listen to the Lord. And also listen to Merv, who can tell you how to contact us here at Future Quake. Future Quake radio broadcasts are archived at www.futurequake.com suitable for downloading or streaming, as well as other show information. Email Dr. Future and Tom Bionic at drfuture at futurequake.com. That's D-R-F-U-T-U-R-E at futurequake.com. Tell us your name, city, and radio station or Internet, and if we can use your name on air. Comments on the show's topics or guests or suggestions for future show topics or guests are most welcome. Dr. Future and Tom will discuss selected emails each week during the radio broadcast. Okay, that's it. Sweet. Tomorrow, you want to do our predictions? I got a few. Okay, I have some too. Mm-hmm. And uh, if we got time left over, we'll do some news stories. How about oh, that? Sounds great. Okay. Come back tomorrow. Uh, we'll have our last day with uh, predictions from us truly mm-hmm. and uh, maybe a few other odds and ends. Thanks for the uh, listeners. Our great friends who wrote in and all of you out there, we love all of you. But we got to go. Until then, we hope your future is always bright. Have a good day. Bye. Join us next time as we dare to experience another aftershock of a future quake. quake, quake, quake. Welcome to the Friday edition of the Future Quake Show. I am Dr. Future. And I am Tom. The amazing, amazing Kreskin, Bionic. Now, is that, I guess that's the foreshadowing about today? Yes. Well, as we say every week for years, this is Friday, so what does that mean? Well, this Friday is actually different. We're going to make some predictions. You didn't fall for the trap I had laid. I was going to try to get you to say the traditional Friday name, but you're right. We are deviating from the norm this Mm -hmm. time. Uh, it is. We, we've heard from everybody else in the universe, mm-hmm. all their predictions, mm-hmm. famous celebrity guests, our listeners. Mm-hmm. Now, scraping the bottom of the barrel is Tom Bionic and Dr. Future. Predictions for 2010. That was the scraping of the bottom of the barrel. Okay. You ready <laughs> to get rolling, buddy? I'm ready. Okay. Uh, before we start on us, just, just for our bookkeeping's sake and for our listeners who are keeping score at home, uh, keep their own tally. Mm-hmm. Let me just share a couple of words about two other guests that we had a special guest last year who didn't join us. Okay. Uh, one is uh, normally one of our regulars, Peter Goodgame. Mm-hmm. And as we know, Peter Goodgame is uh, often some other things the Lord's called him to do. No kidding. In the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And uh, is striving greatly for the Lord. Mm-hmm. And that reminds me of something that uh, I need to ask our listeners about because I asked him about this uh, today. Um I'll just be right up front with our listeners. Um, I am in a desperate need for prayer from our listeners uh, on behalf of 
my brother-in-law and Mrs. Future and my brother-in-law's wife. Um, my brother-in-law, who is a twin for my wife, very young man, age of 37, uh, with a two-year-old and six-year-old uh, children, wonderful Christian man that loves the Lord, uh, is in an advanced stage of pancreatic cancer. This was discovered a little less than a year ago. Uh, he's a very, very strong, athletic kind of person. Tolerated his treatment extremely well. But as we know, this is a very, very tough form of cancer that spread mm-hmm. multiple locations. And it has been a nonstop battle. He's been in virtually nonstop chemotherapy. Uh, and even a very strong body for that long a period of time starts to break down. Mm-hmm. And we've had a crisis immediately uh, that's particularly hitting us this week. And that's why... Uh, uh, Mrs. Future's not here. She's she's uh, there at his bedside in the hospital due to some infection that they're struggling to try to get a handle on and, and find, and things are at a very critical stage. And so um usually don't talk much about personal stuff on the show here, but um, we're in an active stage of desperation uh, in asking for a miracle from the Lord. And I've tried never to take advantage of our listeners uh, in their tremendous prayer force, uh, just for anything. But if I could ask this one time, if our tens of thousands of listeners, Eucherians who love the Lord, who um, I know you all are very active in your own life and walk with the Lord and mighty things have happened in your life, if I could ask you all together to pray for David, uh, my, my brother-in-law, and pray for a miracle, a miracle of his healing uh, for his own sake and his wife, for his children, and uh, even for his other loved ones, like like my spouse. Hmm. And uh, at the time, uh, it's at a critical stage right now at the time that we're recording this. At the time that our listeners hear it, I'm sure many other things will have happened since now. But I'll leave that up to the Lord to do. So would you mean, I don't want you to take up our time here today, but sure. this is something critically important. Yeah, I'll say a prayer. Would you be willing to say yeah. a prayer? Yep. I sure appreciate it. Yep. Uh, Heavenly Father, Lord, we just uh, we just praise you for all the things that you do. Um, all the things that you do in our life and the lives of our listeners, Lord. Uh, we, Dr. Future, we jest sometimes, but we both understand that this is an incredible privilege and responsibility um, to to come before you and, and represent you here in this uh, interesting radio ministry that you've called us to do, yes, Lord. Lord. Uh, Heavenly Father, I would ask for nothing less than a miracle of healing um, for... Uh, Ginger's brother there, for for Mrs. Future's brother. I ask for nothing less than a miracle, Lord. Um, You, you know, it's said all the time that you were the great healer, that you've you've done things like like add 15 years to other people's lives, Lord, and uh, cure people of leprosy and cancer and and so many other things, Lord. Uh, And I ask you to do that. uh, I ask you to do that here in his case, Lord God. I join together here with Dr. Future, and we boldly approach your throne, Lord, in the name of Jesus uh, and his spirit and his power, Lord. And uh, we just ask for this. We ask for this miracle, Lord. We pray all this stuff in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. Yeah. And uh, our Futurian listeners, if I could just ask one favor of you after all these years, is just to take some time this week or when you think about it to continue to stay in prayer. His name's David. Mm-hmm. And uh, pray for those loved ones around him too, that the Lord would do a miracle, and then send His peace, and you'd be ministering to me too, and I sure appreciate that. Mm. And what made me think of that was uh, Peter Goodgame, 
who was here actually uh we know the Lord has done some amazing things in his life recently boy no kidding involved uh he's been involved for some reason in the Bible it talks about gifts of healings, and the door's been opened to him in this vein, and the Lord is doing miraculous things all around him through him and all around him in physical healings mm-hmm. in the lives of people. Mm-hmm. He doesn't fully understand it other than what God's Word says about it. And mm-hmm. he's taken it on faith. And uh, so um, I just plainly petitioned him to uh, use whatever his gift might be in that area to intercede mm-hmm. as well, too. And uh, Peter Goodgame was here last year. And uh, a couple of things he said um, was that uh, um, he thinks that there will be some geniuses that will show up uh, when we're in a ba- really bad spot of our economy and will say that they have the golden plan that will get us out of it. Mm-hmm. And I, he, he wasn't real clear whether it was just 2010 or, or long term, but uh, um, I guess Obama could eventually play that kind of role. Yeah, I guess you could say that. You know, um, He also said that uh, uh, he sees a possibility that the Federal Reserve will be kicked out. Well, yeah, that's interesting. That's a very interesting prediction. And that uh, things will be replaced eventually with a more representative democracy. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he wasn't real convicted, but he said he possibilities of war in 2009 in the Middle East. Mm. And both he and Will Grigg, uh, when we were talking with him on the prediction show, got sidetracked on other kind of things that were away from discrete predictions. Yeah. And so their predictions were few. Will Grigg, the only one that I could document uh, clearly out of his, it was, it was tangible for 2009, was a, a large increase in the security business. Investments for security, keeping control of people were going to get big. And I think that's pretty much That's That's about true. as accurate as you can be. Yeah. So that's it for them. So okay. we keep our bookkeeping. Right. Uh, can I share with them your, the Tom Bionic 2009 predictions? Sure. Then sure. we'll give you a scorecard grading. Okay. Okay. You said that the Dow Jones would go down to 5,200 or more big, by the end of 2009. Big no on that one. Um, but I have to tell you, that sort of surprises me. Yeah, I would have thought, I thought it would have been closer than what it was. So I was yeah. what what it goes is is that we underestimate what I think is the lunacy of the public. Well, you know, they can and take all bad data and still keep well, pulling more money in the I'll, market. I'll tell you what, I'm not certainly not going to call it a, a false or true, but uh, I had no idea the level of the level of manipulation. There was an article that came out in March of '09 that said that forty uh, percent of the volume. On the New York Stock Exchange was was due to five banks. Yeah, and so it's like, oh well, that means they can pretty but much hold skewed. it just about as far as long as they want. And people automatically think it represents the economy in general. Mm-hmm. How it's doing? Mm-hmm. Um, something intriguing one that you said was that you thought there'd be work on starting a new Bill of Rights. That is a true. Well, there was, and I think. There's still talk about a new constitutional convention, right? That's already they've already been and done that. They kind of kept it low, flying low under the radar. How did Tennessee vote? Uh, they got a new like bill and everything. It was okay. very interesting. Because I th- I thought it was being fought elsewhere. I just that thought was, that's still being debated. That was a stunning. That's a stunning true. Okay. Actually. All right. Um, you said the next four years to expect scandals in church. Um, well. 
Really to me, almost everything that goes in leadership is a scandal right now. So yeah, so almost mostly their major positions they have as opposed yeah. to individuals. I'm going to hold that one. That one. That one turned out to be so obvious that. Well, right, I tell you what. Just, just look at what happens in the family there in D.C. Well, I was going to say uh, Eric Prince being on the board of Focus on the Family would certainly yeah I think, count. I think he's on the board. We oh. need to confirm that. Yeah. I know he's one of the major funders. Of okay. It, okay. Well, I'm going to. I saw one reference that said it, but I'm able to confirm it. So to be fair. W- Okay. Um, would you say that's would you would you say that's a true true or not? I I would give it mostly yes. Okay. Uh, only a few I'm, individuals. I'm keeping, I'm keeping score. Okay. Well, some of these are sort of iffy. Okay. Okay. Um, world government. Uh, I just can't see my notes here. World <laughs> government. Uh, I don't know if that's talked about in the Obama administration. Um, I think I would give that a yes because. Openly, the environmental initiatives and things like that yeah, that kind of put us under about, global yeah. governance. Um, well, and even even his accepting that position of the G, new G20 sort of article yeah. violated Article One. Go ahead. Well, here's yeah, and he's head of the uh, Security Council, right? When yeah, that, that's the that's Logan what I mean. Act. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's one of your weasel predict weasel word predictions. Sixteen. Yeah, catastrophe yeah. in sixteen months. Yep, I still stand by that. And when that, that happens, the people are going to want world government. So it means you still got what four months left, or something like that. Okay, All right. I still sort of stand by that. I'll stand by it. Another four months. Yeah. So buildings and flames, people walking around with guns on their shoulders, beards. long unshaven beards. Yeah. Okay. Okay, uh, and then the last one you had scandals in the Obama administration. Well, and I would that's, say that's true. That's that's almost in retrospect. I almost feel embarrassed to have said that because <laughs> yeah. it's like a rolling scandal. I was like hitting it off the tee, you know. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I'm sorry. I almost feel like I should get that one, scratch that one out. Well, you know, it's yeah. still true, nevertheless. Yep. So that's you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Most I got, part looked very good. Yeah, I got uh, four out of five. Okay. I, some of them I'd call partial credit, but. Okay. Well, let's say 70%. Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah. Okay. Okay. You got new ones. Lay new ones on us. Oh, okay. Well, I think the first thing is, is you know, uh, we've seen, we've seen. Do you this have anything written down? Yeah. Okay. I'm just not seeing it. Well, it's because I've thought about it so much. Okay. You're, right. you're, you're doing you an acapella. Do you want a succinct list? I'll go down at one through five. Just do it. Okay. All right. Well, I, th- I really think that what we've seen, uh, you know, Owing to, to to Brother Will's predictions, you know, this big increase in the security industry, I think we're really going to see that beginning to really be foisted in earnest on the American people. We're already seeing that here a little bit with the new the jockstrap bomber, and suddenly, you know, one guy with some gasoline in his underoos, you know, means that we have to put these new 360 face or, or body scanning things. And I think we're going to see that happen in, in dramatic sequence now. Will that be the source of jobs? Only unemployed people. Only very, only a very small source. Uh, uh, along with that, we're going to really begin to see the ideas of like third party, a third party, you know, okay. uh, that kind of come forward. Uh, we're also going to see. Would that be like a tea party party, maybe? Kind of. Uh, the problem is, is I think people are fed up. They are just fed up, and. Uh, but there's no good way to really unite that because every time something happens, it tends to get co-opted by the current powers. Of yeah, and I think some of these things like tea parties are, are exercises where the establishment is trying to co-opt it to just allow them to let off steam. Mm-hmm. 
without really organizing anything. In fact, Glenn Beck, I would say, is probably that too. It it could be. That could be. That could be definitely a possibility. You notice that he flip flops at, at key times. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, right when all of this stuff about he sounds populist, except that he wants he wants new taxes now, mm-hmm. a new sales tax to pay, mm-hmm. the value added tax for stuff. He wanted to bail out the bankers, mm-hmm. and he sure didn't like Ron Paul for a long time. No. Yeah. He called him everything, but mm-hmm. I know congressman. Right. Okay. What else? All right. Uh, and then finally. Uh, like I say, we are going to see some sort of uh, chaotic event, event sometime in 2010, possibly okay. in possibly in the first four or five months. How, can you elaborate on chaotic? Um, maybe. I think it's going to be uh, what would be called a black swan event, something that nobody can really see coming. You know, mm-hmm. um, I hate to use the phrase like a 9/11 event. But there's going to be something that's going to be wild, and everybody's going to go, whoa, hmm. that's, wow, hmm. you know. Uh, not quite the size and scale of, like, 9-11 or Watergate Could or that CERN reactor have something to do with it? Mm, mm, no. Like Shiva coming out of the... Now, that would be a great, a good portal. a good scale above the, uh, mm-hmm. the Watergate or 9-11, I think. But, yeah. um, no, that's not really where, where I'm thinking about that. And then I think that... I think that uh, uh, we probably will go to war with uh, some Middle Eastern country, possibly Yemen or mm-hmm. Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia? Uh, but they were our friends. We'll see. Okay. All right. That's a that's a that's sort of a wild one, but I'll, I'm willing to throw that out there. Okay. All right. All right. So, anything else? I think that's it. That's it. Yeah. What about you? You you know to be named Doctor Future. Of course, it's self coordinated. Nobody else did it. <laughs> um. That's probably one of my weaknesses is doing this. Self-coronation? Well, the thing is I, I spend so much of my time looking at what everybody else is doing and trying to document and kind of stuff that when I, I sort of just pencil whip the my own ideas, you know, <laughs> I don't really put a lot of time. Here, here, here's the, uh, um, here's what I did last year, and right. it's not going to quite have the track record of you. I suggested there might be a missile crisis in Venezuela. Which I thought was a neat prediction, but didn't happen. Greater than 50% chance Israel would attack Iran. Um, one of them that I got true is that NASCAR attendance would drop off greatly. And funding due to the uh, squeeze on the automakers. And that did happen. That's very interesting. It happened in a big way. Yeah. Uh, uh, I talked about massive unemployment. Uh, and I thought fuel prices would go low and then start back up. So... Is that one they, true? I don't they know. went low, but half. They they went low, but they didn't go back up. I'll give you true on that one. Okay. I said that there'd be a number of very large businesses that would fail. Things were household names. Um, that would really be an extension from 2008. Mm-hmm. I think that by and large slowed down. Really? I was going to give well, you a true on that one. Unless you can't like, I guess you could say Saturn and Pontiac would be part of that. Yeah, they're not very big. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, well, I'll I'll hold that one in absentia. Okay. I said that there would be a big drop off in the Chinese government buying our bonds, and they know. did announce that recently. Okay. That they were going to do that. That was in the news. Okay. I said there'd be a Bretton Woods three that would really reset the agreement. I think they tried it and failed. With uh, Pittsburgh. Was it Pittsburgh? I can't remember. I think that's where it was. Yeah, the G20 thing. Yeah. Okay. Do we? Will you count that as true? 
That's another half credit. Okay. Because I'll give you, they I'll did give meet, you one for and they both just weren't successful. Half. I'll give you one one for both of those half credits. They even try, okay. Yeah. They tried a world... Uh, um, I said there'd be price controls installed by the government. Uh, I would say this probably false. Yeah, not yet. Okay. Yeah. I can't read the rest of my notes on here. That's one of Dr. Future's shortcomings, okay. penmanship. Well, um, got, uh, oh, one more? And then I said that the Anglicans would begin to disintegrate uh, because of their fraction and extreme liberal positions and how the rank and file didn't agree with it. Mm-hmm. And that's another partial credit. That has increased since we last met, but not okay. not for total destruction. Yeah, okay. Okay, um, that so was 2009 predictions. Okay, so you got one, two, three, four, five and a half out of one. Let's see, oh, that one was partial credit. One, two, three. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, dun, nine, dun, ten, dun, eleven. Dun, 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 you got uh, five and a five and a half out of eleven. Oh, <laughs> that that means uh, instead of Doctor Future, Doctor Fiftieth Percentile. Would have got Doctor Random Choice, well, no, or a chicken actually pecking on a typewriter would have gotten the same score as me. Well, knowing as hard as as hard as you study, this may be the first time you got into the 50th percentile in anything. Reminds uh, me of engineering school. <laughs> okay, now here we're we're building up. Here's my last swan song here. Okay. Predictions for 2010. All right. Okay. Joblessness hits 14 percent. Ooh. And then it's followed on with the biggest handout ever made for hiring. They just pull out all the stops to get people to hire. Okay. They just just money just handed to people to please hire these people. Okay. Stock market will be down 30% from the beginning of the year. You don't have to write these down. I'll have them in my notes. So I can change the writing later to reflect <laughs> better. Do you work for the ICP? <laughs> That's right. Um, I said that there will be a uh, presumed terror attack. Um on a airliner, oh, acorn workers or Jewish community. A and terrorist it, attack on acorn workers. Yeah, yeah, we something where it attacks like one of their headquarters or a Jewish center, but it will be blamed on militant right wing religious group. Okay. Okay. There'll be a uh, some kind of scandal that will uh, be attempted to be formed concerning Alex Jones, and it will polarize listeners. They'll fall into two camps. Wow. That's okay. interesting. Okay. Uh, there will be 100 people lost in a single Afghanistan attack, um, followed shortly later by a terrorist attack on mass transit here. And that will re-energize the public's interest in war. And it mm. starts to wane. Okay. Wow. Uh, I've said there will be a major impact of the H1N1 vaccine in the public. Hmm. Or a major medical crisis based upon the people who took it. Uh, so there'll be an attempt on the president's life, and it will also be blamed on right-wing extremists. And no, if you're listening out there, I'm not promoting anything like that or would ever be involved. Yeah. Heaven fact, forbid be, it ever happens. You would be very against any, any yeah, sort of action. Heaven forbid, yes. Um, I just know the way people are out there. Okay, Israeli attack on Iran before the end of the year. Of course, this is getting to be like a broken record. I know. They play a lot. Uh, I think they're getting to point of no return, though, with the advancement of the nuclear weapons now. Mm-hmm. Um, Syria will be devastated. 
uh, as well as Hamas and Hezbollah, as well as significant devastation of Israel, and that the religious authority will actually start taking a preeminent role in government control. Hmm. Uh, there'll be a violent outburst at a Tea Party event. Will be uh, large injuries, clash. Uh, there'll be massive widespread illness, possibly due to food poisoning, that comes out. Mm-hmm. It'll be across the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony Blair will lead a, a new human-backed religious effort, and he's already sort of doing that, isn't he? Well, don't steal my thunder here. <laughs> you know, some of us who don't get the news very often, you know, we may find out later about it. It will attract even people like Clinton, the Dalai Lama. <laughs> the Dalai Lama. And, yeah, be part of it. Follow and, Tony Blair into and, the new And it'll even reach some kind of agreement with the Pope. Whoa. Something where there'll be some kind of connection there and give them you a are, hand. You in. are jumping out there in the yeah. tamp dancing on the... Artificial life will be announced from direct DNA manipulation in the lab. Wow. That'll be the report. Whether it's true or not, don't know. Reports of a... Uh, 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 major uh, revival amongst Muslims in the Middle East, uh, and what, what it will be about uh, Jesus. Oh, toward Jesus. Awesome. Okay. Um, the um, there'll be initial approval of equal time on all radio. From you'll have to prove to the government that you're giving all voices, which will be an impact of Christian radio and things like that. I wonder what I wonder what future quake would be. They like. won't know how to even score us. Like, they won't know what side. No, the nobody score will you want get us. Is an F. Yeah, they'll say future quake's a wild card you have to throw out because we don't know yeah. whoever they support. Okay, the Southern Poverty Law Center and Anti Defamation League um, will sue to future get quake? Patriot Radio uh, shows off the air, like in the internet and things. Mm-hmm. Uh, there'll be. Uh, um, the elections will end up becoming almost equal between the parties once we get to November, the, mm-hmm. the outcome, mm-hmm. with uh, maybe five seats won by a third party in mm-hmm. November. Okay, and then I have a prediction that's really sort of a hope that Future Quake will go on additional stations in 2010. Mm-hmm. And that would be a good thing for our listeners to pray about. Yeah. If you think it's worth for you to listen to, would you be willing to pray that we would have additional stations? Mm-hmm. And that maybe we could still have a few good shows left under our sleeve for once that happened. Yeah, like now that we're on the big stage, it's like yeah, and then we we're all done. Yeah, <laughs> scraping the bottom. Yeah, um, I think American troops will be sent to Yemen in 2010. Yeah, okay. that's one we can agree. Not on. not just dropping bombs. Oh okay. yeah, that's one we can agree. Maybe on. special forces. D- to be honest, they're probably already there, and I've heard reports that we're dropping bombs already. So well, yeah, we already tried to. Well, we can get into it. Sorry. And the last thing is that the uh, there'll be a big move that'll become public of Hollywood actors that go over to full-blown paganism. Not not just the sort of soft New Age stuff, but where they'll actually be looking at like wooden gods and stuff like that, and stuff like out in the woods, and that will become Whoa. sort of the end thing. Kabbalah will have run its course. This will be the new thing. Yeah. Wow. So that's my list. It's a pretty heavy list, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I figure if I put more of them out there, maybe I'll get two or three of them that I'll get partial credit on. There you go. You yeah. really, I felt, I feel sheepish now. I thought, like, I didn't want to take up too, too much time in the... Well, did I take up too much time? No, it's just that yours were really good and mine no. were kind of like... No, uh, I just don't like, Well, a three-year-old throwing at a dartboard could make those kind of... Except yours come true. Well, yeah, but it's like, 
That would be more the useful. The sun will rise in. You know, I could say that peak elephants will roam the earth, but you know, it doesn't do the listeners much good. Yeah, well, neither do, does mine because they're so obvious. No, that's not true. <laughs> okay, Mr. Obvious, would you have any more predictions for us? Uh, I predict that we're going to continue to do groundbreaking stories, and we're going to have interesting guests, and they're going some of them are going to throw us some curves. Okay. And uh, I also predict that Pyro is going to continue to uh, sort of demand back rubs. You mean when he sits in the lap of the uh, host? Yeah, the host and the co-host. Yeah. Demand back rubs and not uh, pay for them with any sort of gratitude, at mm-hmm. least to the co-host. Okay, all right. So uh, business as usual on that front. Yeah, I also predict that my juicer is uh, going to see a lot more action okay. days to come. Will you be juicing um, uh, non-food items in it as well, too? Well, I tried Inanimate to, objects and things like yeah, that will be I tried juiced. my wallet, but it didn't work. Okay. That's how I blew out the first one. Yeah, I opened my wallet and have gnats fly out of it. <laughs> Moths. Yeah. Well, you know, one thing I predict is that Merv is going to come in and tell you how to contact us here at Future Quake. Good prediction. Future Quake radio broadcasts are archived at www.futurequake.com, suitable for downloading or streaming, as well as other show information. Email Dr. Future and Tom Bionic at drfuture at futurequake.com. That's D-R-F-U-T-U-R-E at futurequake.com. Tell us your name, city, and radio station or internet, and if we can use your name on air. Comments on the show's topics or guests or suggestions for future show topics or guests are most welcome. Dr. Future and Tom will discuss selected emails each week during the radio broadcast. Okay, that's it. We killed an hour, half hour there. Yeah, it's dead. Well, that's it. You've survived predictions week. Uh, We have an incredible show next week. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, we're anxious. Uh, hopefully everything will come together. We'll mm-hmm. be able to do it. It'll be one that'll have people talking next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully that'll be the hallmark for all of 2010. Regardless of it, we sure hope that it, uh, that one hallmark is that our listeners hang with us and bring new people. Yeah. We gotta go. Alright. Come back next week for the next round of Future Quake. Until then, we hope your future's always bright. Have a good day. Bye bye. Join us next time as we dare to experience another aftershock of a future quake. quake, quake, quake.